Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Hello. <laughs> that was a very muted <laughs> hello, Tim. You're not you're not feeling I don't know, lively, energetic, excited to discuss the movie at hand? I feel a little itchy. <laughs> little tasty. <laughs> Well, well, well tasty, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a horror movie podcast. We get together, we talk about a movie that we saw, and of course, we for the first time, really, <gasps> in well, it's not the first new release because Halloween Kills technically was, but that was available mm-hmm. at home. This is the first mm-hmm. time that we have went to see a <coughs> movie in the theater and came mm-hmm. to talk about it since I think. <laughs> Bram's the boy too in February of 2020. Hey, I was trying to get you to go see Venom Let There Be Carnage, but uh no, you you want to wait out for a, a real winner. <laughs> I mean, wasn't really a, a winner. I was like it was just anything at least slightly better than Venom 2. <laughs> so I, I, we'll see if we accomplish that as we talk about the film I, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of like passion get into this one obviously we'll start spoiler free as we always do we'll give you warning before we get into spoilers obviously if you're completely unfamiliar with this this franchise resident evil is a video game series which has you know had many many sequels it is my favorite mm-hmm. video game series it's what made me love video games especially the early games the classic style before it changed but i like some of the new mm-hmm. ones too i dislike some of the new ones as well but they don't uh it's evolved mm-hmm. over the years uh tim mm-hmm. you're also a big fan of the video game series oh yeah without a doubt um <clears throat> I, I think we've talked about this before in other episodes but i mean you know I, I still have vivid memories of playing that first um you know resident evil game on uh you know my playstation and just really i, I mean i i think i kind of said this before but I remember like my brother um, was talking about it and he was saying, oh, it's like a horror movie, but a video game. And I was just like, whatever, like 10 years old or something at, at the time. And I was just like so confused by the concept. I was like, how is that even possible? Like how <laughs> like a, a horror movie, but a video game? I don't. And then like playing Resident Evil, it was just like it was like mind blowing. Like, holy shit. Like, I, I can't believe like they can do this. Uh, and, and obviously going back now, those first games are like. A little cheesy and stuff but i think they still are you know a ton of fun and and i do kind of like that there is some cheesiness to the franchise but uh, i mean like you said i've uh i you know i played every main game in the series and you know some of the one-offs uh but yeah you know, i haven't played at everything i haven't played like the light gun games and that kind of stuff but oh, yeah, you no, know. One, no one's counting those Tim. <laughs> no one's counting those <laughs> and one day we'll, we'll finish six and we'll have officially yes. beaten all the all the main entries That's true. uh because six is terrible uh but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so not only big fans of the games right we, we are well versed uh we are kind of the, the the target audience that is going to get easter eggs and references and things like right. that this is one of the few times where i've went to a movie and like every little thing it did to nod towards the source material i i think i got them all <laughs> like maybe there's like some really obscure ones that i didn't get but i i feel like i got yeah. them all um and then the other thing that's important here you is- just like turn to like the old lady sitting next to you and be like <laughs> Oh, yeah, you see, because in the video games... Uh... <laughs> um, but the other thing we have to also point out here, and this is important for context, is that mm-hmm. as, as, as a fan base, the Resident Evil fan base, this is not the first dance we've had with a movie based on the series. In fact, oh, God. <laughs> we had a decade and a half 
uh, saga mm. of six films whose entire purpose seemed to be F you to everyone who cares about Resident <laughs> Evil. Right? That that was what it felt like. And I, I you know, I yeah. didn't see all of them when they first came out because I, I hated mm-hmm. them, the ones that I did see, but I eventually watched them on stream. And I know that one day we're going to have to do them, right? I know it's going to oh, happen, God. right? <laughs> one day we're going to have to go through those six dreadful films and talk about them. Dear but Lord. It, so there was a lot of weird things going into this, right? I, I, I did <laughs> not have super high expectations. I thought the trailer, whilst it had a lot of fan service moments in it, I didn't necessarily think it looked like a great movie per se. You know, I was, <laughs> I was very mixed on it. Um, <laughs> but the one thing it did have going for it is that all the set photos showed off like locations that looked, did that made effort to have them look like the video game and uh obviously the cast are all characters from the games but there was also that weird other thing of like we're smashing the first and the second game into one story which is yes it was a concern and we'll talk about that obviously mm. um there was a lot going into this there was a lot of baggage going into this and <laughs> i wouldn't say i was excited at all i wouldn't say that i i was dreading it either i would say that i went in completely like not sure how to feel like just i wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't even say apathetic it's not that i didn't care i just didn't know how to feel about it so I sat down. Did you ask the guy that oh. took your ticket? Do you say how how should I feel? <laughs> no, I did. I did not. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not take him for a a big fan of Resident Evil. Just uh, it was a hunch, <laughs> a hunch on my part. Um, although oh, just before we actually get into the movie proper, uh, so there's a bunch of trailers. Some of them are you know mm. Matrix and all that stuff. But uh, so uh, well, uh, well, just just kind of jump on that real quick. Uh, yeah, th- so this was my, I-, I would say, second time like going to the movies in like two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, it's the third movie I've seen because uh, there was like one day where I did like a double feature, but one of them was like a, a, like a festival screening thing. So it wasn't like, you know, a proper, you know, big movie theater experience. So, Jesus, just going back to the movies, though, I forgot how many goddamn trailers they put in front of this thing. Like, I was, like, I was generally getting pissed at the, like, you know, the amount of time. All that time here. Uh, honestly, it's like, I, I like trailers, but, like, when you get into, like, the 15, 20 minute mark, because then you also have, like, the dumb commercials and you have Nicole Kidman coming on the screen telling you, like, it's great to be back at the movies. Like, <laughs> I <laughs> I was, like, I was getting furious. You ignorant American slot, right? Let me, let me tell you, right? Let me tell you that since I was a kid in, in the UK, it's mm-hmm. always been 20 minutes of ads and then 10 minutes of trailers. It's always half an hour. The time it, <laughs> the time it says on your ticket in the showtime is 30 mm-hmm. minutes before the movie starts without fail. And it's been that I mean, way for 25 years. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that it, it wasn't like that for us, but I mean, it's just been so long since I've been to the theaters that I forgot. Because and... uh, we only ever get four or five trailers. Like, and it's usually yeah. four. Like, you can, you can almost, mm-hmm. like, time it, like, just as you're watching, like, okay, that was the fourth one. It's time for... It's time for that... They always mm-hmm. put one last ad that they obviously charge more for from the companies to put, yeah. like, right before the movie. And then it's mm-hmm. movie time. Like, they always do that. But anyway, uh, the point I was getting at before before that wailed the tangent into the movie-going experience <laughs> and old man Tim yelling at the clouds uh, is... <laughs> There was a trailer for a movie I didn't know about, and partly because okay. I've not been paying attention to trailers, and it was this awful-looking horror movie about uh, a woman, uh, like, like being accepted into like the Exorcist training or something, uh, called oh, The Devil's Light, I think it was. And as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, this looks terrible," and I had this sinking feeling, like, "Oh no, 
like movies are back in theaters and screams after midnight but i'm going to have to see this <laughs> i had this sinking feeling i'm like no this is i'm going to have to come and watch this <laughs> and i had this 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 just feeling of dread inside me <laughs> that's funny i don't think i got that one i don't think uh i don't think i've heard of it I'll have to check it out. I, th- I think it was a devil. It was something like that. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'd never heard of it before. So, and, you know, it's not like it left a, a great impression. But uh, Col- Colin yeah. Salmon was in it, I think. Uh, who, funnily enough, was in the first Resident Evil movie, the original one, back in 2002. Mm-hmm. So, uh, weird connection there. Just to wrap it all back into context. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yes. Uh, so basic premise of Resident Evil 1, and this is the video game I'm talking about here, just, just to sort of put in perspective what's from 1 and what's from 2, without spoilers. One a is, director's cut. <laughs> one is a team called Stars from the, mm. the police department are sent to the Arkley Mountains, uh, and they end up in a mansion, the Spencer Estate, which is filled with zombies and other nasty things, and they eventually find like a lab that's responsible for everything, and blah blah blah. Right, so it's, it's, the, mm. it's the Stars team in the mansion, it's Jill and Chris as the main characters, uh, Wesker as well, mm. uh, and Barry Burton, who need I mention, Richard made this movie. Richard's in this thing. Brad Vickers is in this movie, but Barry <laughs> Burton, the best character in the entire Resident Evil franchise, did not make the cut, you bastards. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's extremely weird that there is so, so, so much fan service in this movie, and yet no Barry, no <laughs> Rebecca. There'd be too uh, many characters. This is the problem with having one and two together, is that you've, you've, you've got all these characters from two as well. So you, Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's... Uh, I mean, yeah, we were concerned with the trailer and, you know, uh, I don't want to spoil too much about my thoughts, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I still think that's not a good idea. <laughs> so that's the first game. The second game mm-hmm. is that Chris from the first game, her, his sister, Claire, comes looking for him uh, about a month or two later and runs into a rookie cop named Leon Kennedy, and they end up trapped in the police station, which is filled with zombies and other nasty things. Mm -hmm. And that's also where William Birkin (laughs) and that plot line comes from. That's like the plot of Resident Evil 2. Mm -hmm. So this movie smashes those things together. Uh, It has them all happen on one night. Uh, So we'll talk about that choice uh, later. And and, uh, also, uh, there's... uh, Well, I I guess maybe a little bit of sprinkling of the, the first game remake, some stuff from there. Oh, yeah. When I said one, I was kind of including the remake. Uh, and okay. But you're right. Yeah, there's, there's okay. something specifically from the remake that's that's in here as well, which, again, we'll talk about how that's implemented. There's, there's a lot of talk <laughs> about how they've implemented things from the games, I think, that's going to come up. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So this one, may, maybe more than other reviewers, is going to be a little leaning towards the perspective of people who know the games, although we'll try and give our objective sort of movie critiques as well and so on and so on. Well, you, Tim, won't. But I, I'll try. <laughs> I, I care about the integrity of the show for everyone. Thank you very Not much. Me. <laughs> so, without anything else said, it's time to ask Tim the question. Tim, mm-hmm. what did you think of Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon City. Oh, <laughs> well, first I, got, I gotta say, uh, because you said <laughs> the, it, the, the I, I absolutely hate the title. I hate the, the title t- so much. It's terrible, yeah, and I, I agree. It's... It's just so dumb. Like it's, uh, I mean, there's so many like 
movies that are just that just use the same title <laughs> like there's like three black christmases there's like uh three I, halloweens it wouldn't have been an amazing title but resident evil raccoon city would have been better than sure. welcome to totally raccoon fine. City. <laughs> yeah yeah and like that's like one of the weird things that's like not even like a thing in the game like i don't know maybe there's like a billboard or something in the game that says it that i can't remember but it's not like that's a, a big like phrase or thing you see in the game that you know mm. just like you can just call it resident evil um if you need to have something to differentiate it like i don't know resident evil origins or like you know resident evil biohazard like you know the japanese title uh you know anything uh i think would be fine but just i don't know welcome to raccoon city just uh i hate it um <laughs> Anyway, uh, so you said you weren't really that excited going in. Uh, surprisingly, I actually was really excited for this uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, I, I saw this right before Thanksgiving, and I was just really happy <laughs> to have four days off of work. Uh, sure. <laughs> and then I was just also happy to be going to the theater again. Like, uh, I, you know, I, I did go see, like I said, Venom 2 <laughs> earlier this year, which was a lot of fun. Um but you know that was still like a couple well i guess that was only about one month ago um but the you know i i was craving uh the movie experience um and i was a little nervous going in because you know i'm uh you know vaccinated and everything and i know stuff is like safer now and but you know i still had a little bit of concern but luckily you know surprise surprise the theater was not packed um even though it technically was opening day uh, even though like there are some people that uh, they did like really early screenings for this because like I saw like people online they were talking about it on like Monday and Tuesday and stuff. Yeah, uh, which they're, they're, surprising. The preview screenings, I think, yeah, for like a day yeah. or two. Uh, but so anyway, though, uh, I so I, I was excited just to be going to the movies, but also I I, I feel like I had been seeing the trailer a lot, and I I didn't have high expectations from the trailer, but what I thought was we would get a movie that was kind of cheap, kind of cheesy, but was going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting a great movie. I wasn't expecting to come out of it and be like, wow, this is the best video game movie ever. They really did justice to the games. I was expecting to be like, oh, you know what? That was like, um, whatever, an hour, 40, 50 minutes of, you know, just a lot of fun, some cheesiness, some stuff to laugh at, some references I got. Um, did it succeed in that front? Uh, maybe a little. Uh, I I mean, I, I'm still a little confused or i mean i'm not sure even though it's been like a little over a week for me i don't know if i've like totally parsed my feelings out um i don't think it's a good movie um uh, but there were parts where i was entertained um there was definitely cheesy stuff uh that i laughed at sometimes i was laughing at stuff because i was like oh i recognize that from the game sometimes i was laughing at something because it was like so wildly different from the game <laughs> or like just so kind of dumb and cheesy um there was definitely stuff that like made me mad, uh, you know, because mm -hmm. I was just like, ah, like, like, why are you putting this like dumb song in here? Like, um, there's definitely some weird. Uh, it, it, it's very strange because there's some stuff that feels like it is so, so dedicated to trying to get the games right. Like, you know, to the point where it's like, all right, you didn't need to make like the set look exactly like, you know, the police station and stuff like some stuff like it looks like really close to the game or at least my memories of it. But um, but then there's some stuff that's just like, you know, characters acting like wildly, uh, you know, different than your kind of expectations uh, for the game. Um, and also it did kind of remind me of the uh, 2019 Hellboy where it's like, oh, this is an R-rated movie, so we should say the F word like every other line, right? <laughs> like, I don't know, 
it, it feels weird to like like i think like in later games on resident evil like they swear and stuff but i don't know it still feels weird kind of seeing the more classic like one and two characters just saying like i don't know f I, this I, f this i feel like the two and three remakes did have a lot of swearing like it, yeah. claire and jill had had some you know you know they weren't afraid to drop some f-bombs on those two games yeah so uh i guess like in summary i would say there there is some stuff that's kind of fun here there are parts that i laughed um there's a lot of stuff that's wrong with it uh there was some genuine stuff that i was like oh i like this i think in particular a lot of the zombie stuff i was like oh you know what? this is not that bad um but then i think some of the <laughs> other monsters are just like oof uh i don't think really <laughs> had the, the best budget uh, mm -hmm. to pull this off uh, but then again there was stuff that i'm like well at least they are trying to kind of do this um but yeah then there are just some like some weird choices and this is something that is really hard to separate the fan side of myself from um i don't know but yeah i, I mean overall I, I think it's a really really weird mixed bag uh that attempts some cool things but isn't really successful um and makes weird baffling choices that don't work but in i guess in some ways are kind of entertaining and um even despite that though i will take this over all six movies <laughs> of the previous franchise any day of the week yeah i guess i'll start with that yes i will i will take this over those six previous films uh without even thinking about it uh, yeah. for a split second <laughs> like, it's not even like those those movies just felt insulting. Um, so, I also had a very conflicted sense when I left the when I left the theater and I was thinking about this movie. You still I, didn't know how to feel. I had I had a really weird time parsing my thoughts because I think ultimately mm -hmm. what I come down to is that it isn't really that good a movie, right? Uh, right. <laughs> it's it's kind of, it's overstuffed. Um, it kind of moves too quickly, and that was kind of one of the fears of smashing the two plots together. Is that everything's just running at like such a, you know, frantic pace that there's no yeah. like time is so. And in, if I was to describe the experience of playing a Resident Evil game, you know, and all the references are killing cool all, but if I want something from a Resident Evil movie, and I don't think we need Resident Evil movies, but if we're going to get them, I sure. would say that the thing that they should translate more than anything is the feeling of being in the Absolutely. game. And yeah. the feeling of being in the game is not a fast-paced thing; it's a slow. Trying to survive, trying to figure out the correct paths, you know, trying to figure out where the key and so on and so on. And I'm not saying, obviously, I don't expect them to have like repetition of all the, the enemies. I don't expect them to have as many puzzles because it's a movie. You can't do it. It's a different medium. But yeah. um, that feeling, uh, which I do think other movies, like I think Resident Evil is very heavily inspired by Aliens. I think when I watch Aliens, there's, I had this realization a couple of years ago that there's so much of what I like about Resident Evil and Aliens. Uh, oh, okay. and there's a lot of inspiration in there and not just because in Resident Evil 2 like Claire and Sherry are a direct like comparison oh, sure. to Ripley and you because that is definitely there but just just the general the idea of a safe room at one point the idea of like finding the files and the documentation of what happened here before they got there uh, the elite team of soldiers coming in there's a lot of what I like in that so uh, yeah. oh that's an accident uh <clears throat> Uh, so I do think it's overstuffed. I do think some of the actors aren't great. Uh, some of the characterizations are a bit weird. Uh, some of them are, are pretty solid, though. Not, not all of them are bad. I, yeah. uh, bizarrely, though, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <sighs> Is a one hour, 47 minute reel of things to make me <laughs> smile 
because they're showing me things from the games it mm. was shockingly enjoyable to actually watch that first time now i <laughs> i don't know if i'm going to ever like like if i try to watch the second time it may just completely fall apart but i have yeah. to admit there were certain things that they started referencing very early on and then it, it happened all the way throughout the film and this is and before people say it i know I know that I have complained ad nauseum about <laughs> other franchises doing this a lot recently. I know that I've complained about, hey, you recognize this thing? You recognize this thing? Hey, remember this from the last movie? I think the context for this is very specific. It's why I pointed out that it's my favorite video game series and why those previous six movies were nothing but constantly shitting on everything I liked about <laughs> it. Right? Yes. So something as simple in this is them dropping a line that references something obscure in the game made me smile. And then there was more things that made me smile. And it kept happening. And obviously there's things they get wrong and there's things we're going to talk about. But I have to admit, on a very superficial level, it was kind of an enjoyable watch. Mm-hmm. But it's not a good movie. It's probably it's, <laughs> it's, sure. pro- it's probably sure. the most fun <laughs> I've had at a bad movie in quite some time. But not yeah. in the traditional so bad it's good kind of way. Which is why I'm thinking yes. it might fall mm-hmm. apart on a second viewing. Uh, but yeah, so I'll, I, I, I'm going to try and name everything I like, right? All the references I like, I'm going to try and name them all in spoilers. I will, but that's yeah. my general feeling on it. Cause I, I felt quite positive as I was watching it, <laughs> even though I kind of knew this isn't actually that good. And it comes from the director of, uh, I mean the 47 meters down movies aren't terrible. They're just kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the guy also made, um, strangers pray at night. He did do that, but that's not the one that was, I was going to bring mm-hmm. up to like shit on him. Uh, where, where, <laughs> where is it? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh God, where is it? We did it. Oh, there it is. The other side of the door, right? That movie was garbage. Oh, he did that. Yeah. Oh, this, Johannes Roberts did that movie, and that movie oh, was absolute trash. That. So uh, I'm glad I didn't know that going in because I probably would have been this really. Like, I hate this guy. <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, apparently he's a big fan of the games. Uh, I think you can tell. Uh, I think you so, can tell. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'll give him this. His favorite character is clearly clear, and that is a very excellent <laughs> choice because I can never agree. And honestly, the most entertaining thing since like I, I was kind of staying away from other people's opinions before I saw it because mm-hmm. uh, it came out a week earlier in the US, so there was a lot of discussion already online. Um, mm-hmm. But like the amount of butt heart from people who are complaining um, that Leon, Leon isn't like Leon. <laughs> and I am like, yes. Like, and it's not that I want him to not be accurate, but I actually think they do a, a decent effort of making him a bit of a chump. Because here's the thing, Leon Kennedy <laughs> in Resident Evil 2 is this chumpy rookie who's a bit of a doofus, right? <laughs> and maybe they play it up a bit too much in the movie, but I was like, you know what? The characterization they're getting right about Leon here, because he looks mm. different, obviously. They've went different with the casting and all that. That's cool. But the one thing they've, they've tried to sort of maintain about him and turned up to 11 is the thing that I actually think is the funniest thing about Leon. And I'm like, I, yes. I, no, see, I totally agree. And I, I'm actually a, a Leon fan. I do. I mean, I don't think there's many characters in the series that like I don't like. Steve. Um, but uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess no one likes him. Uh, but I mean, and obviously this doesn't apply to any characters from like six. Of course. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Jake and like uh, whoever. Yeah, uh, but like you know, most of the main characters from the main games, uh, I'm you know a fan of. But I I I do like Leon, but he is definitely one of those like you know badass characters that just like fanboys online just love. So I actually really really laughed at a lot of 
the just the constant shitting on what they do in this movie. <laughs> no, it's great. And I, like half of it was oh, this is actually funny in terms of the movie, and half of it is just me laughing, imagining all of these, like, dudes online getting angry because, like, oh, they're like, oh, he's the coolest guy, and they're making him so stupid. Um, I don't, like, maybe he had a bit of a fan base after yeah. the original too, but it's, it's it's 4. Like, because 4 was such a good game, yeah. and people like it so much, and people like it more than the originals. I don't, obviously, and I don't think you do either. <laughs> like, we both love 4. 4 is yeah. a fantastic video game. But I, I kind of hold a grudge because it took away my classic style of Resident that's Evil, fair. right yeah. um but i think you know, after, kinda... after four though like the fan base for leon just it's like no leon's like you know the guy like yeah, yeah. you gotta kill hair <laughs> you gotta kill jacket we all want to be leon <laughs> and you know what they basically do in this movie uh you know i'm sure this is a reference you'll probably get but like they basically like turn him into like jerry from parks and rec he's just like the one guy that like everyone just hates <laughs> damn it leon <laughs> like god damn it leon get out of here like like all right everyone team meeting not you leon get, like, go to the front <laughs> yeah that, that cracked me up uh quite a bit i i i, I took some personal glee in that and this is maybe just a thing where some of my taste for the game is aligning with the director and yeah. <laughs> I, I've often said that Claire is the better character in 2. I think her story's better. Mm. And admittedly, her story from 2 is not really in this. They kind of give her a, a different story, and then part of her mm. story goes to someone else. It's kind of weird. We'll talk about that in spoilers. <laughs> but um, I was happy that she was... Ki- I mean, it's, a, it's an ensemble. It kind of splits everyone up. But yeah. like, she is definitely she is the, the one who's the, she's the closest to the main character. Like, yeah. She absolutely is. Um, yeah. And I think some of the teases in this <laughs> kind of imply that if they do get a sequel... I'm I'm actually shocked to see, I mean I won't say it until we get to spoilers because it is a spoiler to say, but the the game I think they're implying is going to be the main basis for the sequel is shocking to me. And okay, I think I, I know which one you're talking about. I mean I'm happy about it, but I am shocked yeah. as well because I, 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 <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that this director cared about Clear, I don't think it would be the case. Like it would never be that. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, and uh, <sighs> and one thing you know I um yeah you know, I, I hate to even bring it up uh, but just to kind of yeah, get it out of the way um because there's definitely some characters that i think are widely different uh wildly different different uh wildly different uh like than they are uh, in the games but i am when i say that i am uh talking you know just about personality like yes they do you know, like change like some of the race of some of the characters and stuff, and I don't have a problem with that at oh, all. Oh yeah, no, I think that's not, totally fine. It's worth pointing out because there are shitheads on the internet who are going to yeah. complain about it. And here's the thing: Resident Evil, the main cast, uh, by and large, in all the classic games, are all white. So They're white as hell. Yeah. So quite <laughs> frankly, like the, the, it could use a little bit of a shakeup. Yeah. There's absolutely. Totally. You know, I like the, the main examples I think we have off the top of my head are Leon, who's now Hispanic, and mm. uh, Jill who is the actress who I like. Quite, I, I wasn't really into Killjoys that much, but she was on that show and she was quite good. She was easily, easily the best part that. of that show. Yeah. So, um, <coughs> you know. Uh, but, and Jill's character is, does feel a bit different personality-wise, though. That's it, it, definitely, oh, you know. I mean, I, yeah, I believe it, it's... Uh, I believe at one point Wesker says, you're a freak, Valentine, <laughs> which... You know, uh, yeah, in this movie, she she kind of is. She's kind of like a crazy badass gun nut uh, as opposed to, you know, well, like the master uh, yeah. of unlocking. They've kind of given her Barry's, like... 
Oh, that's yeah, a, I, a, I can see a, that. A, yeah. a Barry, they give her a bit of Barry's character. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that, and this is not like a big plot point because it doesn't, it never comes back up later, really. But early mm-hmm. on in the film, you see Claire pick a pick a lock, and Chris points mm-hmm. out like, "Who can even pick a lock like that?" And I thought, "Wait, why is Claire the master of unlocking? What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> what are you doing?" I mean, movie? I, yeah, and I'm really surprised that he didn't just outright say that because we did we did get another joke to a pretty infamous line That's earlier not spoil in the it. film. That's so, not spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would yes. say, but uh, yeah, I was really surprised I never actually said that. Yeah, I, I really thought they were going to, or if anything, I thought maybe they're doing this to set up later on, like like her and Jill are going to like she like Claire's going to try and pick a lot later that's harder, and she's not going to be able to, and then Jill's going to yeah. come and go. But wait, <laughs> for I, I'm the master of unlocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, you know, it, it plays with like, yeah, it, it kind of swaps some stories around. It's kind of weird that mm-hmm. a lot of Claire's plot is actually more tied to something from Resident Evil 1 rather than Resident yeah. Evil 2, which is, is, is kind of surreal. But, yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, it's like, at least a lot of the things that are in here are, are at least trying to be like things from like you know i, I think just to, to get a couple of things that i don't think are spoiler out of the way like just simple things like the shotgun they have at the police station is actually at least it looks to my eyes the same shotgun that they actually have in resident evil 2 and i noticed mm-hmm. that like when you see the box of ammo it is the same green box that's in the resident evil 2 remake at least uh oh, so okay. you know like there's, there's little like details like that that's and- just kind of nice to see uh, and, and you'd probably pick on uh, pick up on this a little better than me, but did they use like some of the actual music from the game? I I couldn't quite tell, but there were like scenes where I was like, oh, is this kind of like the save room I, I music? I don't think so, because because I, I was I'll be honest, if they if they use save room music at any point in this movie, I'd have given it a ten. Yeah. <laughs> right? I would have I would have marked like, out hard for music from the games popping up, <laughs> even if it was like a re you know mix of it or something. You know, yeah, version. like yeah, like what I like I I don't know like I I. I, I think, like, at the time when I was watching it, there was kind of stuff that I felt like I couldn't tell, like, all right, is this music from the game, or are they kind of trying to, what's the word, like, uh, you know, trying to get something that kind of has that same feeling uh, across? If, but... if, there, if there was any, um, I didn't notice it, so I don't okay. think it was super, like, I mean, I'm sure if someone does it a comparison, yeah, yeah uh, like... Cause I, 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 cause I was, I was kind of expecting it to be. I, I, I thought like at least the end credits theme might be like, you know, like, you know, as the credits play or something. It, it never was, but you know, there, 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 something. It, it'd have been a nice time for it if they were, you know, they were, they were tempted. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you know, fan stuff aside, like you know, just looking at this as an actual movie, it's it really is baffling um, why they wanted to do this you know, merging of the, the two games. Like, if I had to guess, I wonder if um if it is something like, uh you know, Resident Evil 2 just maybe has uh more, like, popular characters. So, like, there's some studio exec like, oh, this Leon, Leon guy is popular. We got to have him in. And then, like, all right, well, if we do that, we're going to have to, like, you know, do both stories or something like that. I, yeah. I don't know. But I, I think that's probably, as a film, that's probably what makes it suffer the most is your smashing so many characters and stories together that it really is just constantly jumping around and not letting stuff breathe and just really bombarding the audience with like information because they really want to give you like the information from the game like you know characters are constantly talking like like yeah you know revealing stuff and using each other's names like you can tell they really want people to know these are the characters from the games because they're just constantly you know like saying everyone's name all the time i think 
there's probably a few reasons for this. I think one of them might, one of them might be that they wanted to like maybe they've got in mind a trilogy and they want the first one to be like the first set of games, the second game, to, <laughs> yeah. you know, second movie to be like another couple of games and then so on. Mm. I think one of the reasons might be though is that they don't trust the idea because we all accept this in video games and we were all cool with it back in the day. Mm. But I don't think they trust the idea of switching to new characters for the second movie. And it's not that they're getting oh, rid of okay. the, and it's not that they're getting rid of like Jill and Chris if they're you know, if when we go to Resident Evil 2, because we yeah. because we all know Jill's gonna be the main character in three and Chris is gonna be back for Code Veronica. We know that as fans of the games. Yeah. But I think they might worry that a movie audience would say, wait, why have we switched characters? Like, this, is this like a sequel? Because a lot of movies do that where they'll just get rid of characters because they just can't get the actors back or something. That makes sense. And yeah. I wonder if like, that, that that was part of it. It's like, no, we have to introduce the main characters from one and two together so they all feel equally important. And they all feel yeah. like... So I think that may be part of it. Maybe part I of it... I can see that, yeah. Is, ...is also just this idea. Because not only is it one and two smashed together, it also goes out of its way to make sure that three can't happen right at least, well, that, at least not in the the same way it does in the game anyway yeah i mean that's what i think is kind of so strange about it because you know ip is so big nowadays and everyone wants to have you know a big successful franchise that you know the studio can just make more and more movies about so it's strange to me that you know I, i'm sure you know the, the idea behind this was hey uh this is a popular franchise let's make movies about it maybe if they're successful, we can have like a string of movies, but then like you're, you know, automatically like limiting the amount of stories you're, you can base it off of. <laughs> you're basically, you're burning the first three games in one movie. And yeah, it's, there's, there's not really anything from three in it, really. It's, but it, it actively stops it from happening, at least right, in the yeah, same way. Yeah, you can't so, do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird choice. I, 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 maybe it's just this assumption that, oh, like, okay, the last franchise got six movies. We can't really assume we're going to get that. So let's just condense yeah. everything down so we can do everything in, like, three movies, you know, and hopefully and, that'll happen. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, not like that they would... I, I doubt that they would ever want to do this, but it also... I feel like you can't really do zero now either, but I mean they probably wouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> oh, they do it anyway. I yeah. think, <laughs> but just uh, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't even bother putting Rebecca on the stars team. Yeah. <laughs> so, not, I, don't, I don't expect it to uh, to 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 materialize. Uh, and it is a little bit frustrating that you know if, if we like like how long will it, will it be now before someone else is allowed to just do an adaptation of the first game? yeah like it's, yeah you know like I, I know we sort of like turn around and do reboots quite quickly comparatively speaking but even even then though like yeah. let's say this is not done well enough for a sequel i don't mm. think they'll do an adaptation of the first game next chance like they'll 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 probably jump straight to doing like a a, a movie based on seven because like we're four. talking about that or, yeah or four oh, like, yeah. like they'll jump ahead to something else like so it's almost just well, lucky that, like, as much as he's not that great a director, it's kind of lucky they got someone who actually seems to care about those early games yeah. because a lot of people don't, which is a shame. For sure. Um, and then are we still getting that Netflix live-action series yeah, or whatever? Yeah. But th that is, like, so far removed from that. Do you know yeah. the premise of that is, like, it's two timelines and it's, like, Wesker, but the Wesker children in the future. Oh, God, that's right. It's, like, this weird, <laughs> like, concept. Because <laughs> if I'm going to credit this with some things, like... As much as I don't necessarily like the idea of one and two both happening in the same night, I do appreciate mm. that the entire movie takes place over one night, right? And oh, sure, yeah. it even does a thing with oh, uh, it constantly tells you the time and it, it gives you this yeah. really good sense of, okay, it's the progression of the night. The thing's getting worse. You know, I like that. Yeah. And they actually, and they even like went back to the actual uh, date. Like this takes place in, it's 98, right? Yeah, 98, yeah. Yeah. So 
Which, which is cool. Like, I'm, I'm okay with yeah. that. Uh, uh, I don't think Resident Evil needs to be a period piece. Although, admittedly, maybe if no. they all have, uh, like, you know, phones on them, it's a bit harder to tell the story. So maybe yeah. that's partly why you do it that way. <laughs> but Sure. <laughs> uh, it's so funny that with the first the first Resident Evil movie came out in 2002. So it would only been four years removed from 1998 when that first movie came out. And now it's, like, 23 <laughs> years <laughs> since 1998. Wow. I never <laughs> About that. So, yeah. <laughs> there was a moment actually because uh claire like has a video to show chris and she pu- she mm-hmm. pulls out a vhs and i went wait he just has a vcr in his house oh it's 1998 <laughs> never mind never mind yeah. it's, 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 it's time period appropriate never mind yeah <laughs> because like you know only a small select you know people will have a vcr now, and yeah. they're probably all over a certain age right i don't buy that chris if, if this was chris in present day at this age i don't buy to have a vcr in his house unless he's some sort of like hipster collector dude for sure yeah <laughs> so that's, that's just uh my feelings on it but uh yeah uh and, and then i i do like yeah i feel like a lot of stuff has been uh talking about kind of you know how ludicrous and uh over the top it was and how we're smiling at the references but i I will give it a compliment and say uh there were some scenes uh that i thought were genuinely good uh there's some creepy scenes there's definitely some scenes where there's like zombies coming out of shadows and things like that where it looks quite good i think this i think the zombie stuff was definitely like the most effective like those were the times where i was like oh like this is getting closer to the feel of like you know the resident evil games like yeah it never quite hit, hits it but you know it's like oh, okay now now we are like doing like actual like good horror stuff um yeah yeah and uh and the, i kind of feel this way about like a lot of uh his movies because i feel like with um like 47 meters down and uh um and like strangers pray at night like those were also kind of weird bags where like i didn't love everything about it but every now and again you would get a glimmer of like oh this is a really good scene and like i just wonder if I don't know if, if he's like like a director that just kind of like maybe has like bigger plans that he's not always able to realize uh, or if he just kind of accidentally stumbles onto like well, really good stuff every now and again. He also wrote the screenplay for this and well that's probably a good thing in the sense that he cares about the games. I do mm. wonder if like maybe he'd be a better director working off someone else's better script. Sure. You know maybe that would you know, he could just focus on the, the filmmaking, the visuals, and the yeah the way the scenes feel. Uh, or at least have a co-writer <laughs> to, you know, iron out and redraft what he's done to, you know, make it up more coherent. and. Yeah. Just, hey, I know. got an idea. Why don't they just hire us <laughs> to write it? <laughs> Aye, we could do it, yeah. We, I think we'd knock out a banger of a Resident Evil script, yeah. quite frankly. Um, and, you know, and I read uh, the George Romero script, Once Upon a Time. I found it on the internet. Ooh, I've never actually read it. It's really interesting. It does make some changes. Mm-hmm. The biggest change I remember is that Chris isn't a part of Stars. He's actually mm-hmm. just like living on a farm that's like relatively close to the mansion, and he kind of gets involved <laughs> uh, with the team separately. But it's it, like imagining them in like overalls. And <laughs> but I will say this: other than that, it's actually probably far more faithful than this is in terms of like the characters, all the Stars team members being there, who like betrays who. Barry's Barry has like a big plot point in this on it, you know. There was like, and it kind of went through a lot of the big set pieces uh, that the game had. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it had, didn't you know 
spend as long doing a lot of them. And if it, if I remember correctly, I remember thinking they got to the, the lab quite quickly, which is mm. something that I would say that, you know, the, the first movie was guilty of too. Although I wouldn't say mm. this one is actually, I'd say this one actually does, you know, it, it feels like you're going to act three by the time they start going down in elevators and ladders. And I, I was like, you know, yeah. this feels like that part of the Resident Evil game where we're descending into the, the other parts yeah. of the, you know, the, the city and whatnot. So, um, jeez, is there anything more disappointing than like, having a movie that's supposed to be done by George Romero and then, you know, it ends up being Paul Wes Anderson. Uh, I thought you could swap out George Romero's name for like hundreds of other names and it was, the statement would be just as equal, if not stronger, sure. depending on the name. <laughs> I, I love Romero, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he wrote a script for us, the evil, and it, it was very... Like I say, there was that one big change with Chris, but mm. and I think that was to give it some conflict that there was an outsider who was there with them. And I, I think maybe the other thing Makes was sense, that yeah. they kind of stuck together as a team pretty much all the time, as opposed to like being on their own, which is obviously a big part of Resident Evil is that you know you're wandering around mm. on your own. But uh, so, but hey, yeah, uh, maybe I'll read that again yeah. someday and like do I feel like I'd actually be interested in checking that out. Yeah. yeah. So probably time for spoilers, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Getting get into the juicy stuff. Uh, so Phil spoilers once again entered the world of spoiler <laughs> horror. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. So spoilers from this point on for Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, first thing to talk about because it opens with uh, a flashback, and yes. it's the orphanage, which they actually make the outside of the orphanage look like the orphanage from the Resident Evil Two remake, which was kind of yes. neat. Uh, mm -hmm. That was one of the set photos we saw some time ago, and. Mm -hmm. They do a thing here where, where Claire and Chris are actually at this orphanage, and if I remember correctly in the games, I do think there is like a, a their backstory is that their their parents were gone at a young age. Like I think that was a thing in the okay. games. I don't think I don't think that's completely out of nowhere. Uh, obviously, them being at this orphanage specifically, while Birkin was like you know taking kids, uh, is <laughs> yeah. a new thing. But uh, and the idea that Chris is like you know. Like, be, like this is this is one of these things where you can tell it's a bit a bit rushed and too con condensed because they set up this thing where Chris is like Mister Umbrella is like no Umbrella like paid for my education and like I love William <laughs> Burke and they're they're all great. It feels like they barely do anything with that uh, other than the fact that he tells them to like f off maybe like later on when yeah. he's like fighting him like that's it like there's no real big arc for him to go through where he realizes that the people he thought he could trust like try to experiment on his sister and try to you know whatever but. Yeah, but yeah, that's because this is the thing. Before we get to any of the references, because the references don't come uh, till after this first scene, which is basically a young Lisa Trevor uh, mm -hmm. encounters Claire. Claire sort of sees her late one night and talks to her, and I was like, I "Don't get me wrong. Like, I do kind of love that Lisa Trevor from the remake of Resident Evil <laughs> is like a pivotal plot point in a." Yeah movie that, 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 that did make me smell a little bit but it's like, okay so we're giving claire like a friendly relationship with lisa interesting it's very strange yeah <laughs> interesting i like i don't actually hate the idea of lisa being more sympathetic like, even though sure. she's an enemy in the game I, I think like her backstory the tragedy of like what happened to oh, her yeah, because yeah. of her father like, which they don't go into in this at all like like they say her name's lisa trevor they did not mention who her father was or that the father helped build the mansion or like any yeah, of that i I, I think that's what the problem uh, with her is, is uh, I 
I liked having her in the movie. I thought she looked like really good. Uh, you know, I thought she was very creepy with like, you know, this kind of like um, weird mask and everything, uh, you know, that she's wearing. But ultimately, you know, it amounts to very little other than, you know, her kind of just being like a MacGuffin. When, uh, that's not really the right term, but kind of just um, like, what do you call it? Like just like this, like, I, I guess like a do sex machina uh, kind of thing out of nowhere where like she has like one little part uh, kind of halfway towards the end of the movie or whatever. And, but but the, yeah, like you never really learn anything about her. Um, and also I think it's super weird that it's kind of like, oh yeah, they kind of have a friendly relationship, but also like it, it doesn't really seem like they make any effort to like take her with them <laughs> before like, you know, obviously the city explodes. Like they don't know it's gonna explode at the time, but like, yeah, it seems oh, weird. <laughs> technically, I don't think it explodes. I think it, it, it's more like they like blow up the underground, so it all just kind of falls into a. It's like it implodes almost. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looked like. I mean, the CG wasn't great, so I mean, it wasn't. <clears throat> but there was no yeah. mushroom cloud because I was expecting a mushroom cloud. I don't think oh, there true, was one. True. Uh, but now you're right. I, I think you know you get the idea that this is obviously an experiment gone wrong. That's who Lisa is. Mm. But other than that, you get nothing and. I guess, yeah, okay, it shows you this is awful that they're doing this to kids, and this is, like, what happened to at least one of them. Uh, but, you know, the backstory of, like, the, the mad architect who was poised with building this insane mansion, and then they did this to his family, to his daughter, like, at, at the end of his tenure. Like, it's a really, like, interesting bit of mythology in the games, and yeah. it's just, like, in, in the movie, it's just, like, she's just kind of a random friendly monster <laughs> yeah. that, that Claire befriends. And, and this has to be, like, just confusing as hell if you've never played the games, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you just take it at face value and you're like... Yeah. Because later on, they outright say, like, you know, William's, like, taking kids from the or orphanage and experimenting on them. Sure. Which, which is from the games, you know, that's the brought up in Resident Evil 2. He, they are doing mm -hmm. that. Umbrella's taking kids from the orphanage. Mm -hmm. uh, although some of them, they're putting through college and, like, the academy <laughs> and training to be, you know, stars. <laughs> uh so you know <laughs> so, some kids get a better time than others for sure yeah <laughs> uh i have to say though that when the title screen came up which no but did not include the welcome to raccoon city right they just sort mm -hmm. of have to sign after it but when the title yeah. came up and it was in the classic red font that they've not used mm -hmm. in such a long because that was like resident evil one two three and I think called Veronica. I think they changed it when the remake came out is when it turned into a different font. But that classic block red Resident Evil font, I have to admit, I'm, I, I kind of marked out a little bit for that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's the, it's the classic like PS1 font. How, like, how crazy would you have gone if they actually had like the voice come on and say it? Oh my God, I would have yelled, I would have <laughs> cheered in the theater if I actually heard someone go, Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> that would have Welcome been the... to <laughs> Raccoon. <laughs> I, I would have freaked out if, if that had happened. And like immediately, like you're presented with a close up of the cheeseburger and the truck driver. Yeah. And it, obviously, it's a little bit different because Claire's in the truck with them, but it's like they're really doing no. the fan service here. They're, they're like copying like little moments like that. Now, th there's one thing I do want to talk about. So, I. Before that, you got the little bit of like the text on screen. Right? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the little the explaining that the town so, is like only the poor people are left because everyone else has already moved out because it's a shit town. Yeah. So the, a weird thing about that is I really thought because they very they it seems to emphasize at the end that like 
yeah, the only people that are li still living in this town uh, are poor people, and they're being solely poisoned by this big corporation. So I thought that there was going to be kind of this, like, like class, um, like, kind of angle to the movie. Um, but it, it, there really isn't. <laughs> like, it, it made it seem like they were going to kind of gear up for something like that and kind of have, like, a, you know, message <laughs> about uh, it. But... I think it was just explaining how they're getting away with it, that no one's going to care mm -hmm. about just the poor people that are left. Other yeah. than a few, like, you know, police. Uh, obviously, William's still there because he's still experimenting and shit. Uh, but... Like other than that, it's like, I mean, I do kind of like the vibe of like it being a little bit emptied out because Umbrella's ran it into oh, the yeah, ground, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's a big thing in the games that Umbrella has kind of taken over the city and they're treating it like their little playground where they can have all their labs and they can do all their shit. Like yeah. that, that feeling, I think, is fine, you know. Um, it yeah, it, it just kind of stood out to me just because I don't know, it just seemed like. Uh, like oh I, I thought oh you you might be coming up like with kind of a newer angle on it but it, it didn't really seem to uh, you know affect too much of the movie but I, I mean it, it it's fine <laughs> you know I had, I had decent atmosphere I, I think it added to the atmosphere a little bit it set sure. the mood you know like here's what the town is like now um yeah. do you know what's funny because Claire's in the in the truck and I was thinking like oh this is a fine like change okay I get why you're kind of like smushing this a bit but I was mm. thinking oh, this is a shame I mean we don't get her on the bike. But, that's true. But of yeah. course, but of course, we do get her on the bike. It just happens yeah, a little bit later. Right. Uh, yeah. But I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh no, I can't wait until like, arriving in the bike in the rain, like, you know, she does in the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so they, they hit like a zombie who like gets back up and the, the truck the truck driver tries to like hit on her and like there's just a lot of these weird little moments. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, it's setting up, you know. Well, but the zombie bites his dog. The zombie bites his dog and then the dog bites mm -hmm. him. And so we do get a. Ah, you bit me! Like, you mother effer. Like, so it's not, it's not quite... the Because the, the classic line in the, the original Resident Evil 2 is, He, he bit me! <laughs> it wasn't quite that, but, you know, I appreciated the uh, the, the close and, line. Yeah. And I do think there was kind of a cool moment here where, like, yeah, they're, like, you know, freaking out about this dead body in the road, and then they're kind of, like, you know, looking away, and when they look back, she's gone, and then they kind of are just looking out into, like, the darkness of the woods and i thought that was like mm. a genuinely good cool creepy moment yeah there's, there's some nice shots here there there absolutely is i yeah yeah because they do this thing in this movie where obviously it does it does spread through biting obviously directly but mm. that most of the, the city is actually infected because of the water supply and mm -hmm. i think this is just a, a plot device because they want it all to sort of like happen in one night so it's because if, if it makes sense because yeah. if it was spreading like person you know because in, in the games there's like a month or two months between one and two so mm -hmm. it makes sense that it's taken time to like spread through mm -hmm. the population and it's built up and then sort of crescendoed whereas here it's like oh no everything's just kind of happening now like everyone's kind of turning properly over this, the yeah. one or two days and that's why it's like this night is the everything's going down mm -hmm. uh so we're introduced to leon who <laughs> is late for work he's got a night shift and He's a rookie. He goes to a diner. And that's also where we're introduced to most of the stars team. We're introduced to Jill, Wesker, and I think Richard is there as well. Like he's the third guy there. Uh yeah, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't really too too sure uh, who he was supposed to be. Yeah, well, it wasn't I, I don't think it was Brad, so I think it must have been just by default, I think yeah. it was Richard. Um like Brad Vickers is I mean, other than like kind of the main characters, like Brad is like the, the other guy that kind of stands out in my head. Um, he's, the, he's the fifth one. 
Yeah. yeah. After the main four, he's the fifth one. Oh, sorry, no, he's the sixth one because the main five. Sorry, I was mm. I was forgetting Wesker in my my main. Because <laughs> you got you got Jill with Barry, you got Chris with Rebecca, yeah. and then you got Wesker. Those are the main five. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have to talk about Jill Sandwich, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We have to bring it. <laughs> so, so she's a bit of a marksman, and, and Leon's falling asleep mm-hmm. in the counter at the diner, and like the Wesker bets her the, the she can't hit the bottle off his head. He's put like a the ketchup bottle on his head, mm-hmm. and. She pulls out her gun and he's like, don't, don't, don't be crazy. No, I'm with this toy gun with the dart, not not with a real gun. And yeah. she like proves how good she is by throwing the gun at him and hitting the bottle instead of even shooting. And yeah. and then she grabs Wesker's sandwich and he goes to like, he's like, hey, that's mine. And she's like, no, no, it's Jill's sandwich. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a stupid line, but I'm not going to lie. It made me laugh. <laughs> No, I mean, a hundred percent. Like, yeah, it, I, like, I, I guess I feel a little hypocritical because there's probably so many other movies that if they made a dumb line like this, I would, um, I know. you know, rolled my eyes until they fell out my ass. But, you know, this, uh, <laughs> Do you know what I, think it, I think those classic games are cheesy, right? And they have really cheesy yeah, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. It, yeah. Like maybe it's because I'm a fan of the games and I like, I'm getting with the spirit that it's okay for this to be a bit cheesy, that that line works for like me. They, yeah, like those original games, like they're kind of like modeled after like B horror movies. Like, you know, they're not supposed to be, you know, like, uh, you know, these huge, serious, you know, uh, epic kind of things. Like, but, you know, later, like, you know, we got more entries that did take itself more seriously and stuff, which, you know, I, I do like. But yeah, there is kind of like a cheesiness, you know, B level quality to these originals that I like that I felt in this movie a little bit. Yeah, uh, the one thing that interests here, because Jell comes up and because a couple of cops come in who it turns out later are Bravo team, even though just like regular cops, but sure, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Uh, they're going up to the Spencer estate because someone's reported a, a mysterious body or something. And they kind of like just give Leon shit because he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he apparently shot a, a partner in the ass by accident. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and they give him hell for it, they make fun of him, and they leave. And Jill comes up and says, hello, uh, is a bit more friendly. Um, yeah. And they've, you know, they made Jill kind of flirty in this, which is fine, I guess. But like, even though like in the Resident Evil 3 remake, they definitely made her a bit more like attitude Like, And I like yeah. that. Because actually, one of them, like Resident Evil 3 remake is not a great remake, but one of the things I think they actually improved upon was the characterization of Jill. I think she actually <laughs> was really likable. Yeah. Uh, but they make her a little bit flirty, and the the waitress at the diner points out that she's only got eyes for the big guy, implying Wesker. And I thought, hmm, don't know if I like that. Yeah, that's very strange. <laughs> Especially when they make it clear that Chris is into Jill, and I thought, yeah, if they put a love triangle in my Resident Evil movie, how dare they? Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually not a big deal. It's really just there so that she feels more betrayed Are you team later. Wesker or team Redfield? <laughs> it's, it's just there to make just to make the betrayal a bit more personal because she it's clearly sure. I, I mean it doesn't even necessarily go out of her way to say she's in love with him or anything it's just like maybe yeah. she's got the hots for him like at least to a third person a third party person that kind of what it looks like yeah. um 
but you know it, it's, it's not actually that big a deal because the movies move so many through so many things so fast that we never have to have an awkward oh my god i was in love with you and you know you're not that good <laughs> like, yeah you know uh because, i was in love with you and now you're not that good <laughs> <laughs> well that's the other thing is wesker's a lot more like a, a likable guy to start off in this okay so probably out of all of the characterizations that are kind of mismatched or different this probably pissed me off the most because i i don't really like this uh idea of like he kind of seems like just a normal guy who's maybe a little bit of a doofus and is kind of just like i don't know basically kind of falls into (laughs) like working for umbrella and like i I don't really like this as much as like you know he should be kind of like cold calculating like you know very like uh sneaky and underhanded and this it just seems like you know he kind of skipping ahead a little bit but he just randomly gets his palm pilot and it's kind of like what is this and it's just like following it throughout the movie like oh okay i yeah, guess i'll it, do this it's more like he's he kind of got roped in to following orders yeah. for someone sinister and it's not even umbrella we'll get to you know it's the post-credit scene really to talk about that but yeah um yeah i'm actually i'm glad you said yes there i was a little bit worried that tim just left the theater when the credits started and didn't see the mid-credit scene <laughs> i i did not stay till the end so i don't know if I there did, was an end scene but I go- I the mid-credit it. i saw yeah i googled it to make sure before i left okay <laughs> i was like is there another scene at the end <laughs> and it was not so I, I left um and also i didn't really i wasn't crazy about the guy they got to play wesker well, i don't know he, he just I, I guess i think it is part of it is that yeah he did seem like look more likable like i i wanted someone that's just maybe looked and acted more of an asshole yeah i, I like the actor because i like he's, he's good at umbrella academy uh he's good in that show oh i didn't realize that was him oh yeah, okay yeah. oh wow wow uh so i like i like him but I, he's, yeah he's not really yeah. right for what i think of as like classic wesker yeah. um i mean i was i was still relieved when they showed that like someone was making him at least work against the team or having like an ulterior motive because like, sure. you have to have wesker betray them like what like yeah yeah sure maybe he's not the maniacal evil like super villain that he is in the game but like <laughs> you have to like have that element to it so uh yeah. interesting tactic but uh that was definitely one of the first big things that stuck out with characterization wise mm. um so yeah and in fact, even even like everyone calling Leon the rookie was definitely a, more of a Resident Evil Two remake thing, which is not a complaint because yeah. uh, you know, the Resident Evil Two remake is great. So that's not like oh, absolutely, yeah. There's no no complaining uh, on that front. Um, yeah. and I will say uh, the uh, since we're kind of talking about all these all these people now, uh, I, I I do feel like Chris was pretty spot on, like as far as like how I think of the characters from the game. Yeah, he's um, not. I think Chris and Claire are the ones that are probably. Even though Claire's story gets swapped around a bit, like mm-hmm. I think Claire and Chris feel the most, like just like the game as yeah, opposed I'd to agree with that. yeah, you know. Whereas the others, I feel like they're a little bit you know uh, remixed a little to make it fresh yeah. or to, just to serve the plot they want to do instead or mm-hmm. whatever. So actually, so the next time we see the stars team uh, is when Chief Irons comes in, who's Donald Logue, who's an actor I like, comes yeah. in. And this is another thing that's changed. He's, don't get me wrong, he is a scumbag in this, but he's just kind of an asshole as opposed to a complete murderous psychopath that he is in the game. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which, and I, like, I actually, like, as much as I would have loved if, they, if, if we got separate movies to flesh out both stories, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have Chief Irons, like, abducting people and killing them and stuff. Like, oh, but, without a doubt, yeah. Like, I, I get why if you're cutting it down, taking out the subplot that he's doing that, like, it's an, it's an obvious cut. I get it. Like, I do understand yeah. it um i was surprised at how long he like 
uh, you stuck know, around. Stuck around. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he comes into the stars room, which again, I like. There's a stars room. That's neat. Uh, yeah. And says, "Oh, Bravo teams like went missing. They're not responding up at the Spencer Estate. So take the chopper." Mm-hmm. And so one of the lines we have to talk about, and I actually thought this was a neat line to fans mm-hmm. because I think Jill's saying because she just randomly says to someone, "Hey, what would what would you, what do you think is worse, like getting swallowed whole by a snake or getting munched on by a, a great white shark?" And I went, mm-hmm. okay, I appreciate that line because it did two <laughs> things. It was a nod to the game, which has a, you yep. know, a zombie shark and a, a big giant snake. Mm-hmm. But it's also letting me know as a fan that you're not giving me those things. You, the reason why you're referencing those in this little joke mm-hmm. is because you're telling me we don't have time for that. <laughs> We're not doing it. <laughs> so don't expect so it. We, we fit a lot of things in this movie, but yes. th- th- we can't get everything. <laughs> Honestly, if I have a, com- like a disappointment as far as monsters goes, you know, outside of like any complaints about specific things, mm-hmm. is that I was kind of hoping there was one that I didn't know about that was going to be a surprise, and there wasn't. Yeah. There was no, because I was like, because yeah. I, I think a at one point... came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, that's the thing. At one point, I think one of the kids, I think it's maybe Sherry later in the movie, or no, that's no, when she wakes up from a nightmare. She describes a slimy green monster with, like, claws, and I was like, <sighs> I was like, is that a hunter? Are we going to see a hunter? And I got excited, yeah. and we never saw a hunter. Because they yeah. always pick the liquor. The liquor gets all the glory, but the hunter, which... <laughs> Yeah, the, the the hunter the hunter first showing Hunters up. Hunters are great. Yeah, yeah, when the hunter first shows up in Resident Evil One, it is like legitimately maybe the most oh shit moment I've ever had in a video game mm. is when that, those hunters first showed up. Yeah. So yeah, I just I'm saying I let's have some hunter love. I think kind of the uh, oh and uh, actually actually also uh, one thing that was kind of a surprise to me was the uh, crows. Yeah, 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 I got crows. But uh, but I mean. <laughs> I don't think anyone's favorite monster from the games on the crows, but no, they used uh, them right because it wasn't like they're a big threat. It was more just we see a yeah. crow that's clearly deformed, and then Jill just shoots it. <laughs> yeah. So the the thing that I think is that I, I like having the monsters, but I think it's kind of weird that like it feels like like we only see just like one kind of like little instance of like yeah you know, we get one little bit of like the liquor we get what like one or two scenes with the dogs i think dogs okay because just... you get a, some teasing of it and then you get one proper yeah. big scene with the dog and then it's okay that's kind of enough the liquor that kind of feel like there were, maybe should have been like another scene before i mean i think, I think the ending to the liquor is fine I, I, yeah. I think it's just that maybe there should have been like another scene before that where okay the threat of the liquor is around but we have to worry about a liquor now for a while yeah you know it, it just feels weird because it's like yeah it's so like we introduce it and then we're done with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's and, the problem. See, see if they see if they saw a liquor in the police station before they left, mm-hmm. and they had to be like scared shitless, try to leave because there's a liquor kicking about, and then yeah. they run into another one at the orphanage, and that's when and we still get and the scene plays out the same way. It would be fine, mm-hmm. I think. You know, I'd have no yeah. problem with it. Uh, but it does feel a bit, you know. Oh, here's oh, it's a liquor. Oh, and the liquor's mm-hmm. gone. Okay. Uh, feel it's it's kind of like um you, you know what movie does that kind of thing well is uh you know Jurassic Park where it's like you know like you what you mean the most successful monster movie of all time <laughs> yes sure but like you know there's stuff where like you know they they have scenes with raptors but then it's not just like all right we escaped the raptors now it's on to the next dinosaur it's like oh you know the raptors come back yeah later, yeah, yeah and it, and it all fits very well and works you know yeah and that that you know Jurassic Park is like okay your big bad's the T-Rex the rap well yeah arguably the raptors are actually the big because they're the most scary ones but you've got you've got yeah. your two main things you've got the T-Rex and the raptors and then you've got like one-off appearances by other more friendly creatures mm-hmm. and that's kind of how that movie functions 
this yeah. obviously wants to get in a few of the, the famous monsters um so yeah I, I think what we'll do is we'll stick with the stars team and just follow their plot okay. up to a point uh just because i think it'll be easier to talk about than jumping because mm. I, I i don't remember when it jumped back and forth constantly <laughs> sure yeah. and uh, one one thing uh just another kind of like little complaint is i I do. I, I kind of like the idea of stars. Like in the games, they always felt like they were this kind of special team. Uh, here, they kind of just feel like regular cops. Like it, it didn't really feel like there was much that you know kind of separated them. I think part of it is kind of you know having them all just like hanging out and like having like Leon there. You know what I mean? And like you know, it, it just. I don't know. It just all felt like just oh, you just like regular cops. Whereas like when you're playing the game, it seems like oh no, there's like something that are different about them. like you know these are the people that you bring in. To... I think it's kind of there that they've got their own little office and like Irons mm-hmm. comes to them as a team and getting the. I don't I don't imagine the regular cops go out in the chopper like so. It's, it's I get what you're saying, but it's like. <sighs> I think that's just another example of it being smushed into one night and they're trying to sell this True. idea that most of the cops have left and it's just kind of them and a few, yeah. you know, uniforms and that's it. Uh, yeah. So, because there's a joke about, oh, we still have a chopper. I thought that got lost in the budget cuts. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> so like, eh, you know, it's fine. Um, but yeah, they're set out to the Arclay Mountains. They're set out to like find what happened to... It, it almost felt like they just put, they just wanted to say, go and find out what happened to Bravo Team because that's... And I will say... Mm-hmm the shots of like the light of the helicopter hitting the trees as they're looking over the forest before they land mm-hmm. it feels like the start of the first game it, yeah. it, it gave me the it gave me the goosebumps <laughs> I, I was i was into that vibe yeah. um and of course yeah there's like a moment from for wesker when he gets a the, the beeper <laughs> tells him to like it, you know, tonight's the night and he finds yeah. the, you know, this little what, what did you call it a palm pilot a palm a palm palm pilot yes <laughs> Tim's a lot older than I am, so he remembers these weird gadgets. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's not like I had one, but... <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you know what's funny, though? Is as soon as I saw this thing, and I'm like, okay, so I don't expect them to be reading notes like you do in the games, because it's a visual medium. Mm-hmm. But we do have, like, you know, Claire shows Chris a video. There's a, a film reel to watch later on, which we'll definitely talk about. Um, and But you have this little pan pilot, and he's reading some info on it. And I thought, okay, this is kind of like them finding a file in the game. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. and i had the thought i had the thought i'm like i hope there's a map on it all right because <laughs> i'm like that's such a mechanic in the game that's what everyone yeah. does when you're first playing a resident evil game before you know it, the, the the actual layout of the back of your hand mm-hmm. you look at that map constantly so i i did like it a lot when they got to the mansion and he whips out the map and it looks like it's not <laughs> the same layout as the map in the game obviously because it has to match what they're seeing but it, you know if the design of it looks like the map in the game yeah. and i kind of appreciate that so yeah uh, I like little touches like that. Uh, you know, one scene um, that actually did kind of remind me uh, of something kind of along those lines is when <clears throat> um, uh, Claire first like breaks into uh, Chris's house. There's like a scene where you know she picks up like a picture of him. Mm. Uh, you know, I think she kind of says something to herself like uh, like oh, still got the hots for Jill or like something along those lines. And like I, I really like that because I kind of. And that felt to me like when you ex- are exploring a new room, yeah, you, you can you, find like a picture. Yeah, and you, you click on like a paint and then it'll just have like a one yeah. line sentence of like what it is yeah. or what your reaction is to it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm almost disappointed. Maybe it, w- maybe, maybe it was there and I just missed it. But I was I was hoping that they were going to like, you know, in Resident Evil 2, you go in the stars office, there's like a photo of the stars team. Yes. yes I was yes, hoping yes. you'd see that somewhere in the background. Yeah, and I didn't notice that'd it. That'd be cool. But, it, you know, it, it seems like exactly the sort of Easter egg they would put in. 
is that full or maybe, yeah. maybe the skimpy one of rebecca in the basketball outfit that wesker's, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> wesker's got, a, got on his desk <laughs> that that should have been the end if they're going to do a scene at the very end of the credits it should have been wesker opening his drawer and just look at this photo of rebecca <laughs> and be like sweet girl soon <laughs> soon uh another thing i will um uh really give him a lot of props for is the uh i think like the sets uh of like the police station and the mansion like they really really look like the game to me like the, the main halls do yeah like the rest yeah. of it doesn't really that much but the, sure, sure, but... Uh, but yeah the main hall when they've you've down to the red carpet in the middle of the foyer the mm-hmm. mansion um the way it sort of like fo- you know the, the way the camera sort of looks at the mansion treats it like a, a sense yeah. of spectacle mm-hmm. before they go in um them going in and saying and wesker even saying we should split up we can cover more ground i'm like oh that's basically a line from the original resident <laughs> evil like he says that's his reasoning yeah. and they split up into two pairs and i did love that they had like obviously the layout they don't want to build an entire like set that mimics the, the layout of the mansion but yeah. i appreciated things like the bird cage the stuffed owls the, the suits of armor like all these little like contextual these textual things that are in the game that you yeah like we're not going to do puzzles with the suits of armor we're not going to do a puzzle with the owls mm-hmm. but these things are here you know it's that's kind of neat and, and it, it in a way it's kind of a bummer because we like you know because everything is so crammed together i feel like we don't get to spend like as much time as i'd yeah. like to like i would love it to just really kind of soak in all these rooms and stuff oh yeah and... I, I mean i don't expect every puzzle in the game to make it into a movie but right, if yeah. it, but if it was just a resident evil one movie i would expect more of the locations and at least a couple of the puzzles because obviously we yeah. get one we get we get the piano right we piano, get it and yeah. it has moonlight sonata which yes i did <laughs> when he started playing the keys and it was moonlight i marked out but you know instead of that being just like part of one puzzle halfway through the game this is opening the entrance to the tunnel that takes you to and i like that the tunnel looked a little bit like the caves but yeah, yeah but ultimately it was, just, it was just a big tunnel to, the, to get to the lab and it's like the, the the one lab that is actually connected to both the mansion and the city so it's it's effectively saying the lab from one and two are the same lab which okay which, i get uh, yeah. why you're saying that but whatever i guess and I, I, it made me one thing i did kind of get annoyed like at the end of the movie is i was like wait how close is like the mansion to the police station because it seems like they just go right <laughs> like to it yeah it's an outskirts of the city so it seems like it's pretty close but like i don't know it just feels like i don't know like you can just walk there like i don't know like by the end of the movie it seemed like they're really crunched for time but i don't know like i would imagine still like you know if you're walking like you know <laughs> a bunch of miles or something like well they, they, they both kind of they meet in the middle though. they don't actually go all the way in back to the city or vice versa oh, okay because i, I think yeah. if you pay attention to the times because the time comes up constantly mm-hmm. I, th- I think yeah. you know like it takes wesker like at least like half an hour to run or whatever to the yeah. lab so i mean it's, it's not like a quick walk <laughs> i don't know it's it, it's not important but i mean still it's it was something that a little bug bugged me but i mean uh, and it's it, a, it's, it, it is a straight line like if you imagine like if you mm-hmm. could walk through like where you live in a straight line because there's no houses mm-hmm. or buildings or roads that you have to turn around and stuff like, mm-hmm. how quickly could you walk to, you know, a location that's, like, three miles away? Probably, well, whatever a lot it takes you to walk three miles, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, uh, in the grand scheme of things, this this was not something it, I... Yeah, it doesn't... It, <laughs> it's not important at all. It's just, like, something I couldn't help but kind of think about while watching yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Brad, unlike the original games, Brad just gets killed, like, halfway through and mm-hmm. in the helicopter... 
he ends up crashing the helicopter into the mansion, which uh, doesn't happen in the game, but you, in the original Resident Evil, you do see a helicopter crash at one. No, wait, no, I'm thinking of, I think I'm thinking of three. Yeah, I'm thinking of two. I'm thinking of two. It crashes on the roof for the police station. Oh yeah, yeah, because you have to get the hose and. But there is a there out. is a scene in the original Resident Evil, and it's not in the remake, where you find like a like a, like a almost like a control room for like a helipad, like in the mansion. It's like behind like the library where you like is, is that is that one of the locations you can only get to once you've come back to the mansion after you get the key from the guardhouse. Uh, there is like a room that you don't have to go into, but you can go in and you get a little cutscene of like looking out at the helipad. It's basically teasing where the, the end of the game is going to take place, like yeah, earlier on. But that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, uh, so know, uh, a quick oh. tangent, but you know, just like one of the coolest things I thought uh, when I was playing like the the original Resident Evil Two back in the day mm-hmm. is when um, I I mean you could correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think there's like something special you have to do uh to see it but at one point uh you see like a, a zombified uh brad vickers oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, if you get to the police station at the start of the game without picking up any items you'll see a zombie mm-hmm. brad vickers and if you kill him you get a key which lets you change your outfit uh okay i, I just remember like back in the day i thought that was like the coolest thing i was like whoa like cause, like it's cool whenever you have something that's kind of like secretive but then like also just being like oh i remember that character and like wow look at him now and in resident evil 2 remake they didn't do that but there's a poster of brad vickers where he appeared uh in the original oh that's cool yeah so there you go (laughs) that trivia (laughs) for you uh so but yeah so so because he opens up the secret passage he has to kind of not explain everything to jill but confesses that he's working for someone Mm -hmm. and that he can't, like, go back and try and, like, protect the others. Because, you know, Chris and Richard are just getting attacked by zombies. Like, their whole thing is that they're going around the dining hall and, you know, like I say, you see the candlesticks, you see, like, a grandfather clock, I think, at one point. Chris has a lighter, so that's another sort of, like, item was, in the game. I like that scene yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and you get the very iconic, like, you know, that first kind of head turn of the, you know, zombie yeah, from, yeah. like, the first game. And Richard, like, I knew it was Richard even before they named him. Because he's not got like a distinctive color necessarily. It, it was kind mm-hmm. of the same color of the game, but it was actually the fact that he was holding the combat shotgun, which in the mm-hmm. game you get the combat shotgun from him if you're playing as Jill. So just oh, okay. so there was, there was attention to details uh, like that, which is kind of neat. Who, who, I I'm having so much trouble like remembering him. Like in the game, was he the guy that was kind of dying? Yeah, he gets bit by with... the snake. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, catch it. That's Richard. And you have to go get him some medicine uh, to, like, right, right, some right, antidote right. so he won't die. Um, okay. And you end... I think you end up, like... He ends up on the bed in one of the save rooms with Rebecca if you played as Chris. Mm-hmm. No? Not ringing the bell? Okay. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I remember the yeah. snake part. I, I, I don't... Uh, yeah, I forget that part. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's someone that's on the... Try, you do you run in, into someone like on a balcony with a bunch of crows that's forest that's forest oh, okay okay yeah that's forest yeah uh the okay. one you run into in the caves is enrico there's a lot more members in the games you know what we're getting to yeah. although these are these are all on the main team though a lot of these guys are on the bravo team that kind of like disappeared and you sort of find right, them yeah. here or there uh because because rebecca's part of bravo team as well actually you know she, she, she becomes yeah. one of the main characters but she was there with the, the first team yeah um so yeah, so that's basically all of Chris and 
Richard stuff is just like you know, Richard gets mauled pretty quickly. Uh, Chris has to survive. He's yelling for help. If I one of the nitpicks I had, and maybe this has been a bit unkind, but I'm like they fire a lot of their guns, and I felt like aren't isn't Jill hearing this? I know it's a mansion, but like it's gunfire. Like, there's a, there's yeah. a lot of machine gun and shotgun fire, and then likewise, it doesn't seem like Chris gets like hears the fact that a helicopter crashes and explodes <laughs> into the like, side true. of the, the yeah. building. Like I feel like you would hear that anywhere in the building, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's a bit nitpicky, but it just it was kind of weird. It was almost like we don't want to ruin the silent, like creepy horror of the other part of the mansion. Yeah. But, like, it's an exploding helicopter. Like he's going to hear it, okay? Like yeah, <laughs> and like uh. I mean, not to nitpick, like, too much, but, like... Because I, I do really like these scenes, but they didn't... Like, uh, when I'm thinking about the first Resident Evil game, like, I, don't, I usually don't think of, like, hordes of zombies. Like, it no. seems like there was, like, a lot of zombies in this game, or in this, like, sequence. Uh, which, uh, I, again, I don't necessarily mind, because I, I thought it was cool, but, yeah, it didn't feel, like, super Resident Evil-y to me. That's a problem that all the movies have had, though. They... they, 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 they... They have a tr- they have a struggle like translating to like movies without turning zombies into a horde because like I feel like they don't know how to make zombies scary constantly if they're they're just in ones and twos or yeah. or whatever. It, it's so strange be- to me because if you're going for a horror effect, to me it's always so much creepier to just have like a few zombies that are slow that are kind of like popping out of the corner out of the darkness but it seems like so many movies just want that horde of zombies that are just running at you yeah it's not scary it makes it more of an action movie than a horror movie once you have a horde it it genuinely (laughs) does um but but there are some nice shots too there's like a really nice shot at one point where like a zombie comes out of the shadows behind chris uh i I like that yeah yeah there's, there's a couple of neat moments like that um but Jill after after Wesker runs down this tunnel, uh Jill comes and gets Chris. They're relieved to see each other and that they're both alive, and Jill's like, Chris uh, Wesker betrayed us. We have to go and follow him because I think it's the only way out of here. Um <laughs> and Wesker knows that the city is going to be destroyed at six AM. So uh it uses the again, it's not really a nuke per se, it's more of like a self destruct. So it's actually it's it's actually it feels more like Resident Evil Three because the whole city is going to be destroyed, but it is actually just a self destruct. <laughs> um that we're counting down to which is very resident evil they, they always end with the oh, yeah. self-destruct in x number of <laughs> minutes you know uh, and i think i don't know if it's you hear the voice but i think you do see it in a computer screen or something like self-destruct in towards the end of the film you do, you do <laughs> see that phrase uh which is nice so cool nice uh so they go down the tunnels and we'll switch over to the other characters because everything kind of you know comes together once right you know they're, they're all in the, the tunnels going towards the lab <laughs> uh so yeah claire's stuff is that she eventually saves uh because once she fires and sees zombies appearing at the gate and we we get the truck driver like flips the truck and explodes kind of like the game Mm -hmm. uh leon is such a doofus that he doesn't even wake up for a a flaming zombie that's walking towards (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she fires and saves his ass Tells it we lock the gate, and then it's like I'm just going to leave because I think this this place is screwed. And yeah, uh, mm. he, he actually tries to. So we get a whole sequence of him leaving, driving to like leave the city, and there's like hunk style like umbrella mercenaries. I thought of hunk yeah. <laughs> when I saw him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blocking people, and to the point where when people try to fight their way through, they just start shooting everyone. So yeah. he he tugs his tail between his legs and goes back to the police station. And this is where we get our big zombie dog. Uh, 
sequence where he's like ducking and diving and trying to get away from it. He's got no bullets left, mm-hmm. and it's Claire who actually saves him. Uh, interestingly, even though the scenario is very different, uh, Claire and Chief Irons do actually meet for the first time in the remake, uh, the, the game remake, in the the oh, parking yeah. lot. That's just the that's same true. location they meet, yeah. so that's kind of neat. Now, uh, so a few things, uh, you know, I want to go back and, and touch on briefly. Sure. Um, so one, uh, man, I, I'm just so sick of like the, the use of like pop songs and horror movies. Like, so yeah, like, uh, Leon listening to his Walkman and I forget the song that was playing, but you know, it was like this like nineties pop song as, as like I, the zombies walking I, towards I, him. I, I will say I like the first, the first one, the first one is clear turns up the radio in the truck at the start and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, sure. uh, was it, what was the song called? Something games, uh, you playing oh. your dang game games. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know so. But anyway, so so well, the, the, I mean the, that's totally fine because it's like working in the environment. I don't like it when it's like you know during it's like a during a horror montage or like horror scene or something. You oh know sure, I mean? no, I, well no, I like that first one because it, it you know because it says 1998 and then we hear mm-hmm. that song on the radio and it's like okay, you're set, you're giving me the the 1998 mood. Yeah. That's the, pro- fine, yeah. the problem with a lot of mid pieces and like Fear Street on Netflix was atrocious for this. Is that <laughs> one wasn't enough? We had to do it every five minutes, and that was <laughs> way worse than this is. That this one, this one has like half a dozen, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would think that the big instances where you know this when the you know flaming zombie is walking towards Leon, and the and the reason why I don't like it is because it, it's instantly it, it instantly becomes like more comedic to me than it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh you know supposed to be horrific and and you know maybe they want a little bit of levity in it and that's fine but i just i'm not crazy about it i mean other than that i did think it was like a cool visual and stuff yeah. uh, but then the, the other instance we got the visual was, was good yeah uh that's what to say that uh, the, yeah. well the other one was before or around or just after that it was chief fires getting shot at the, the song starts playing in the radio yeah he and, and he mentions it before he was like talking about like journey like which is like oh just like a weird little like thing they throw in that uh <laughs> you know it's like there's so many fan servicey things but then there's also just like this really weird stuff they invent like all right yeah chief irons is just a big fan of journey and uh this one actually it i mean i don't want to complain about it too much um but i mean this one it worked a little bit better for me just uh because okay i guess they set up that he likes this band and he's listening to it in his car like that's fine whatever but um so I, I didn't think it was as bad, but it, it was still a little bit too much. But actually, this was another scene, though, that I thought was shot really cool where, yeah, like he's getting shot at and zombies are attacking. And then, like, he has to, like, you know, back up his car. And it's all like the camera is just kind of all, you know, hanging on like that one. Um, it's, y- one you know, it's, it, it's the one shot inside the car. So we don't really yeah. see, we don't see anything clearly. <laughs> we see like cracks like the bullets are hitting the window. So we're seeing like, the, the the cracks in the window yeah. like happening. We're seeing the but it's very steamy. It's night. There's a lot of bright lights. It's raining. So it's a very unclear. It's, it's actually a really good way of like, well, we can't do a lot of this convincingly. So this is a good way of like hiding like how yeah. maybe shit a lot of this looks, but that's okay. Cause and, it was effective uh, atmosphere wise. Yeah. And it's just really strange because there, you know, it's moments like these where I'm like, like, this is a really good director. Like, you know, he can make some like really cool and interesting shots, but then yeah, there's just other instances where that's not the case. So it, it's kind of strange. Yeah, uh, but Claire saves his ass because uh, she snuck in uh, through the the car park, and yeah. immediately it's like, okay, like who the hell are you? And Leon's like freaking <coughs> out and pointing his gun at her, 
And she's like, "Where's I'm looking for my brother. Where's Chris Redfield? And he's like, you're Chrissy's little sister. I thought you were in talking terms. And the joke mm-hmm. here is basically that Leon's a doofus. He isn't conf- confident enough to hold his gun or anything. Claire's like, where's your armor? We need more weapons. And, like, he can't, let like, work the shotgun, so she takes it off of him and starts, like, <laughs> like this is how you do it. Uh, and, you hear, is- you hear, and you hear a noise, right? You hear a noise coming from the jail cells, and I went, oh, shit. It's Ben. Yeah. Ben's going to... And we actually already see Ben. Ben is on the videotape earlier on. He's like... He, they kind of turned him from a reporter into a conspiracy nut who's like, oh, Umbrella Man, they're up to all this mm-hmm. shit with the water supply. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, they have, like, a throwaway line to explain why Leon and the Stars team aren't affected because he assumes, oh, the police were probably all given, like, something they didn't know about to protect them from it because they, yeah. the, 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 they want the authorities to still be able to function. So... Yeah. Uh, at least until, you know, the last minute anyway. Uh, so now, uh, do you want to um, back up a bit and talk about how Claire got h- here or I don't know if you want to talk about her scenes at all oh sure yeah uh, so her like, she has a little bit of a, a moment with the neighbours at Chrissy's place mm-hmm. uh, which is an okay scene I thought it was yeah, that good. Yeah. that's where you get the itchy tasty reference yeah yeah the, the zombie because I, I do kind of appreciate that the people who are turning into zombies slowly like, the, mm-hmm. the, like they still speak for a bit so they're not quite zombies yet but they're kind of halfway there. Uh, whoa, and we didn't mention before. We're halfway there. <laughs> whoa, Good job. Living uh, on a zombie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like we didn't mention before the uh, the waitress at the diner, like her eye starts bleeding. Yeah, yeah. That's and, the first like sign that the, the public yeah. are deteriorating. Um. <laughs> But then, yeah, I, I thought this neighbor stuff like was kind of int- uh, kind of interesting when she sees like, um, yeah, they, they look very sickly. It's like a mom and her little <laughs> ginger <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Um, like she steals Chrissy's bike, which is a little bit funny because the the one thing he says to her is like, no, don't, don't don't take my bike, <laughs> don't touch yeah. my bike, and she of course takes his bike. And you and I think that was that was like one of those lines that was like, you know what, that's pretty funny to people who know the games because we all think of her arriving mm-hmm. on a bike, so we know she's going to take it. Right, yeah. And even if you've not played the games, you probably know she's going to because they wouldn't have that line if she wasn't going to take the bike. But I think it's funnier for people who've played the games because like, oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. we're getting the bike. Oh, she's going to be on yeah. the bike. Um, there is. And like then a... she kind of runs into uh, Birkin on their way. Yeah, because they're the station. they're running to the lab so he can grab his G virus samples, which again something kind of from the game, so that's neat. Um, <laughs> but they have this moment where they sort of make eye contact, and he recognizes her, and she recognizes him. And we, I think it's around here we start getting like like two or three flashbacks of like when they tried to like take her for experimentations and she yeah, ultimately she just kind of like fights back and like runs away and like uh, it sounds like she eventually <coughs> runs away properly like later as an adult or like as a teen and like goes to a different city and you know Chris has not <laughs> seen her in a few years and whatever else. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. But there's a lot of shots it, of her yeah. on her bike in the rain, looking around and like the same. That looks cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Ben's in the jail cell, and he, it's not Mister X who kills him, unfortunately, or William. But it mm-hmm. is. Uh, he does die in the cell, though. He does get bit by the. the he's got a cellmate who's turned into a zombie, who, who grabs I, him. Which I, I thought was another like really cool scene. Like I thought this was all very well done, intense, and like. <clears throat> 
again he's playing like uh, a lot with shadow and when you just yeah. kind of see that zombie rising like in the dark background i was just like wow this is like really cool uh, i like the way this looks and again we just get more of leon just being totally incompetent yeah i mean that bear in mind just to take his gun and it's like he's like a, yeah. he's a conspiracy nut it's not like he's some special forces dude who knows what he's doing um i mean ben is a little bit annoying but oh, for sure. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like Ben was that likable in the game anyway. But right, yeah. <laughs> so he is different, but it's not like I cared about him enough that I care that his personality is like completely yeah, yeah. flipped. So it's whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's a decent enough little sequence. I mean, Leon looks like an idiot. Don't get me wrong. But I'm okay with that. <laughs> Leon is kind of... Claire saves yeah, again, his ass I'm still laughing again. at all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> Claire saves his ass yet again. Um, so... Yeah, basically their plan is, like, Chief Irons knows... This is the thing, they kind of imply that Chief Irons does know a little bit about what's going on, because he, he seems mm-hmm. to be... He seems to know that they should get out of the city. He seems to be, like, a bit more, like, instantly afraid of the zombies than everyone else is. Mm-hmm. And then he knows that, oh, there might be a way out of the city through somewhere else. And he takes mm-hmm. them to the orphanage, and it's like... So he knows about this tunnel. So, I mean, they're at least implying that he is shady and knows about... You know, Umbrella is using him for stuff, and he knows about certain <laughs> things. So... Some of the story about him in the games is kind of hinted at without yeah. it being, you know, explicit. Uh, yeah. But he gets uh, mauled by a, a liquor. He, he gets the he gets the you know, pulled up to the ceiling. He gets the big liquor death, uh, which is you know yeah. fine enough. The, yeah, the the idea of it was cool, and I liked how the you don't see the liquor at first. You just kind of see the lights yeah. moving. I, I like that. Um, <sighs> CGI not great. <laughs> It's, it's, it's one of those things where the CG is not good, but the design is good. Like, you know, like it looks like yeah. a liquor from the games. Like it's like you know, oh, yeah. it's and fine in that sense. With, uh, same thing with the dog earlier too. Like once the dog is all zombified, like yeah. I was like, uh, it doesn't look that great. But also, at least it does look like the game. And it, again, as a B level cheesy movie, it's fine. Yeah, again, the dogs are the design is actually perfect. It's just that the CG yeah. is not, you know great and that's fine uh you know and i like to tease because you know because i think she sees lisa and lisa goes shh and immediately i went oh the liquor's here like that was like the hint and i, and I thought uh, that oh maybe they'll use the whole thing where they can't see to their advantage maybe they'll try and sneak around the liquor um so i was really surprised when it just that didn't happen and uh because yeah. i thought oh maybe we'll get one scene where they're going to have to try and walk past the liquor or something and yeah sure <laughs> maybe right at the end of the scene it'll hear them and they'll do like, the big moment um, mm-hmm. But instead, it just kind of charges at them. They, they empty their clips at it. Doesn't work, obviously. Um, and Lisa gets her like Hulk moment where she comes in and just rips the the liquor's face <laughs> apart. And it's kind of like, oh, Lisa's kind of like a hero monster. Which I'm actually, you know, again, I'm I'm kind of okay with that as a change mm-hmm. because Lisa' story is so tragic. The idea of having a sympathetic monster in Resident Evil is kind of a mm-hmm. cool idea because. Like, they're all evil. Because it's a video game, we have to kill everything. Like, they're, they're all just evil, right? Once they become monsters. Yeah. It's kind of nice that she is still kind of likable. Because mm-hmm. um, she, she was always a tragic character. Yeah, there was always sympathy for her, even though she was, like, malicious to you, like, in the game. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, so I, I came to the remake a little later. Um, like, I didn't really play it when it, uh, it first came out. So I think I only played it for the first time, like, a, a few years ago. Um, it actually only played it with Jill, so I'm not like super uh, familiar, like um, it's basically with Lisa uh, her, as a character. Her, her stuff is basically the same in either 
character's game. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like from what I remember of her, though, like I remember like yeah, she's very dangerous in the game, but it, it did also feel like, yeah, like you feel very sorry for her. Like it's not her fault. And then I, I forget exactly what happens to her in the game. Uh, but the because I, I, I think there's like a couple of different things that can happen. No, the ending is right. always the same. It's uh, so she's unkillable. You, 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 so you always mm. just have to run from her when you encounter her because she 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 won't take damage, uh, yeah. which is interesting if they played with that in this, like the idea that she can take on liquors because she just can't get hurt. That'd be kind of <laughs> neat if they explored that a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, you, the ending to her in the game is that you push like the 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 crypt that has her mother in it. You push that off mm. of a platform oh, and and she jumps down after it, and that's how you get rid yeah. of her. And uh yeah, I was trying to think. Did uh, does does she, does she kill Barry or does Barry like save you at one point? Uh, well, that's up to uh, you. You you get a choice, and depending okay. on what you pick, either he'll die there or he'll like help you, and then he'll have more story. Okay, I, I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, so. I, I, again, it's one of these things where it's meaningless. It's not. This is not good storytelling. This is not like a, an objectively good thing about for a movie. But I smiled so much when like Lisa, uh, uh, Lisa pulled out the 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 keys and it was the heart, the spade, the clubs, and the, oh, yeah, the yeah. diamond keys from Resident <laughs> Evil Two. Um, I, th- like, I think I actually missed that, but uh, that sounds cool. Oh yeah, I I like I, I nerded <laughs> out like seeing. The, I just smiled. And it was, it's one of those things where it's. It is just fan service, and it, it just so happens that this is a particular franchise that the fan service, at least because I've never really been fan service with this before, <laughs> is mm. is going to hit me. So I smiled. I did. So neat. I think this a lot of the the things with the uh like this kind of stuff though is I feel like other movies like you would have like they would really emphasize it like you know they would have a character like look at it and be like the heart key huh and then like you know there'd be like a music sting or something like that yeah but like this uh you know i think it's totally fine to have these kind of fan service moments it doesn't but... dwe- yeah it doesn't dwell on them because like i said earlier on like, <laughs> even the ammo box for the shotguns the ammo box from the game it doesn't dwell on it she just picks it up and starts yeah you know so yeah but and, and which is why there might be some small things in the background that i didn't notice there might be other little for easter sure, yeah. eggs that you know pop up uh so they go down an elevator and the elevator going down did really feel like okay we're entering that part where they're going down into the lab or to the sewers and stuff before we get to the last part of the game right that's that's what it kind of felt like so uh and actually even the sound of the elevator felt reminded me of the games which actually reminds me see when they're opening the front door to the mansion earlier on Mm -hmm. obviously we're not going to get that pov shot of just the door opening (laughs) but they emphasize the doorknob like turning and like the sound effect i think was really focused on and i think it was intentional it was like this is what every time you open a door in resident evil the classic games this is what it sounds like Like, they they, they really emphasized (laughs) it and i think that was intentional so neat neat trick so one of the most interesting things that happens which again also made me nerd out is uh one of the locations that leon and claire stumble upon before they get to the the meeting point in the middle is they find like sort of like an archive place and there's records for umbrella and stuff all oh, right, right and there's some film reels mm-hmm. and i was oh and before she played it i thought oh this is neat because obviously like reading the files and getting lore in the game is a big part of it mm-hmm. and it's really one of the things i love about it it doesn't make much sense in a movie to be reading things constantly because you can't really do that properly right. but 
you know, like having some like a, a little video to watch is like mm-hmm. kind of the film version of that, and it's like you know mm-hmm. a visual way of doing it. So that's cool. And obviously, I was thinking to myself, oh, and they've had like you know videos that you watch in the games like, as files from time to time. Like there's usually mm-hmm. one example in each game, and there's even been a film reel or two throughout the games. And funnily enough, uh, the, one of the examples of the film reel that you get in the games is in Code Veronica. So mm-hmm. Claire starts playing this film reel, and I see these two twins, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, uh, is this the Ashfords? And then like, the second shot is like the butterfly wings, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> this is the fil- This is like from Resident Evil Code Veronica. And I was like, are they teasing Code Veronica here? And sure enough, there's like a file that they see on the, the says, Ashford. Yeah. yeah, the Ashford twins. And I'm like, <gasps> like this is the sequel bait. Like, like, oh, for and, sure. <laughs> and I'm thinking about it, I'm going, you know what, it makes sense, given that Claire's the focus more than anyone else, mm-hmm. like, Code Veronica is the game that continues her story. Like, it makes sense yeah. that that would be the one that they would do. Mm-hmm. Even though it's weird to me that, like, we're going to, like, not do, like, three, <coughs> and we're just going to go straight to Code Veronica. And it feels mm-hmm. like if they do Code Veronica, like, somehow Jill and Leon will be there too. <laughs> it feels like yeah, that. Like, <laughs> like, I wonder if that's a way to, yeah, change it up a bit. And so, because of, like, how this movie ends, you can't really do Resident Evil 3. But, like, I wonder if you bring Jill along for Code Veronica and then maybe you could have a nemesis in there, mm, you know, yes. like, if, if that's a possibility. Yes. Or you somehow have four and Code Veronica happening at the same time. And, sure. like, <laughs> and Jill's with Leon and Claire's with Chris and, like, I don't know. Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're going too wild with that. But nah, this, this does feel like genuine setup. Uh for sure, for, yeah. for stuff, and it was it was uns- it was surprising because I never really thought they were going to do Code Veronica stuff. So yeah, that's being like a direct pull from that, like really made me go mm-hmm. ooh. <laughs> so, and and I wonder if maybe, I mean, I, I'm sure probably part of it is that, you know, maybe they they really like Claire and wanted her to be the focus. Um, so that would make sense to have that as the next movie. But uh, I wonder if part of it is, you know, the the previous franchise. I, I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, much about those old movies but like again they didn't adapt the games barely like at all or no and especially not well but they definitely did incorporate like you know stuff from like two and three and like some of those movies if i remember correctly so i i don't know maybe if they wanted to distance themselves like i feel like doing code veronica would be something that was like you know like very different from anything that's been like you know done before yeah yeah um so that's all neat and so it was, what was weird to me, though, is that it's actually uh, Jill and Chris who end up with Sherry, which is really... I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, this, this, is, this is the Resident Evil 2 character, though. Why is she not with Claire and Leon? But I guess it's it's a symptom of because you've meshed these things together. Like, I f- it felt like Jill and Chris needed something... Like, they need to be the ones to confront Wesker. And because Wesker was... Yeah. So they basically... What they do is that in, in the Resident Evil 2, when you get the flashback... Uh, it's actually Hunk and the SWAT team that come for the G-Virus and Birkin like, injects himself. So they have that in here, but in here, it's actually like, uh, Wesker. Like, his mission is to come and get the, the G-Virus from Birkin. That makes sense. It kind of hints that he doesn't know who he's working for, and immediately mm. I sort of felt like, well, this is kind of weird because <laughs> in the games, when like, an outs- like a, the third party who's doing stuff that's mysterious... That's Wesker. Wesker's the one who's mm-hmm. running that, like, against Umbrella or in get against whoever's, like, what was, you know, in 4. Like, in 4, it's Wesker who has hired Ada, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
this immediately made me go, well, this is interesting that now Wesker's the hired, like, person that for this mysterious organization mm-hmm. that's outside of Umbrella. So that, that was kind of intriguing. And obviously we'll get to some more of that in the mid-credit <laughs> scenes. Uh, yeah. So, okay, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we have this whole thing where Wesker's like, I have to take that you know virus from you. Birkin tries to <laughs> shoot him. Uh, Wesker shoots Birkin. Birkin injects himself. Uh, Annette, who doesn't have as much to do, that's Birkin's wife. Uh, she just gets shot mm-hmm. by Wesker. So, so Wesker has just Batman this girl, right? <laughs> this girl has just watched <laughs> her parents die. <laughs> uh, he doesn't look very hard for her. He just yells for her, and she's like, she's, we see her like yeah. a minute later. She's like right around the corner. She's she's barely moved. Like <laughs> she's hiding yeah. just off <laughs> camera. Um, but when the girl comes out and holds up the gun, Wesker is like a split second. Is Wesker going to shoot a kid? And before he can, though, Jill shoots him instead. And that's kind of like mm. the big thing. I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, yeah. What are we doing here? And Wesker has like a dying speech where he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I would never have shot the kid. I promise. I would never have shot the kid. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, Chris goes over and comforts Sherry. And they're like, okay, we have to get out of the city. It's going to, you know, be destroyed at 6 a.m. Um <laughs> Is like there's a train near here or something, and like so, all the characters <laughs> converge at the train, which is which is from the end of Resident Evil Two, is the train, mm-hmm. and uh, so okay, but obviously through all this, Birkin starts to mutate, so we get Phase mm-hmm. One Birkin, which is actually fairly faithful, I'd say, yeah, uh, to the games, and that it's like a man but with a big mutilate mutil or you know like this mutated arm with the eye in it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And I do like that you get, like, one big eye as well as the little eyes, because that was, like, mm. when I saw the full William Birkin in the trailer, I was like, why? That's just a lot of eyes. It's, it's you know, <laughs> like, I know he has the eye. I know that's his distinct features, uh. the big eye, but, it like, you've kind of, like, ignored all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, and I like when, uh, like, Chris kind of has to fight him uh, on his own. Like, this felt like kind of like a Resident Evil boss fight where you're, like, mm-hmm. looking for places to hide and... Kind of uh, absolutely yeah. again it's a little <coughs> bit weird that it's chris fighting birkin but they set up that they yeah. have this past <laughs> mm-hmm. uh it's kind of funny that they never interacted together aside from being like you know child and adult in the, the past <laughs> like the yeah. only time we found out about this is like through him talking about him to claire with a photograph <laughs> and that was it like that was the entire setup for their like oh he's like a father to me is William Birkin yeah. <laughs> like, all right sure uh so it, it's a bit weird that it's chris fighting the resident evil 2 boss but it does mm-hmm. feel you know, fairly faithful. I mean, I wouldn't say the fight feels because in the in the game, it's like he's got a pipe. Like William's got a big pipe and he's swinging. <laughs> that doesn't happen, but yeah. it does feel faithful to how he looks, more or less, and like the tension of the scenes kind of there. So fair enough. Uh, <laughs> and they 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 think they've kind of defeated them uh, to a point. But then, of course, it's like, and I appreciate that there is a second phase. I appreciate that he mutates yeah. more. And he becomes a bigger... Even though I hate how he looks once he mutates because it doesn't look like the game. It's pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, it's just a big generic-looking eye monster thing. Um, especially since I was hoping for, like, the the big crawling down... You know, when, when he's, like, actually, like, takes up the whole train and he's just, like, That's sliding. what I was expecting, yeah. I was hoping for that and we didn't get it, which kind of sucks. Uh, but they're all on the train together. Uh, our characters have all merged together, which is kind of interesting having Chris, Claire, Leon, Jill all together. Um, and Sherry and which feels kind of weird because like she felt she feels like such a non-character like i forgot about her throughout most of the movie and then it's like oh yeah she's here what sherry yeah yeah no that, that's true she's not she's not a character in this she's, she doesn't get to be the newt like she does in resident evil 2 proper yeah so 
but they so yeah like they're counting down uh and this is kind of like goes like okay i like the atmosphere of like it cut going back to the time like every like couple of minutes mm-hmm. but then i really appreciated like why they did it because it's like oh no we actually have a countdown to an explosion now like this is like the end of a resident evil there's like a this this place is going to self-destruct in x number of minutes and because yeah. it because it tells us the time it's like five fifty six and it's like oh there's four minutes and that's when william shows <laughs> up and all the chaos is happening and blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. uh but of course like leon's had not much to do so they give him they give him the moment they give him the moment <laughs> where they're struggling to shoot this thing they can't do anything to it it's too powerful mm-hmm. and leon walks in with a rocket launcher <laughs> yeah his one liner is not that good i don't even remember what he said but it wasn't that good did uh well i forget if his uh, i think it was like after he fires it but he just says something like oh yeah i found a bazooka in the the other compartment or something like that it was more of a one-liner it was like i i it was on special or something he says something that cheesy yeah but yeah it, it wasn't quite like one of the lines from the games like i was hoping for something yeah. better but you know whatever so so is this like a little bit of like making up for like hey sorry we've been making fun of you the whole movie here you can have the big <laughs> hero moment uh, yeah, I guess probably it was like because Claire, like Claire gets the most story. I think Chris and Jill mm-hmm. are equally like next tier, and then Leon feels like the fourth one. I think this was just the way to give him like ah, oh, he gets the and Chris got to fight the first phase of William, so he gets that. Jill yeah. gets to have a bit more personality and gets to like have the the drama of like being betrayed. So and that's not as yeah. exciting to us, but I, I get why is that from a script perspective. That's like oh, the character gets something to do. Like she has a moment. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So this, this is Leon's like oh, he gets to not be a failure. He, he gets to shoot the monster <laughs> in the ass. <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm surprised the monster wasn't turned around so it was his ass. Just just for the that joke. That would have been funny. Yeah, yeah. Just for the joke. <laughs> but yeah, so we get like the the city like you know implodes uh they're still in the tunnel so it's like oh did they survive did, were they far enough out of the city in time and we get like the the umbrella report like types up on the screen like you know mm-hmm. raccoon city destroyed nest facility destroyed you know civilian survivor zero and then the final the shot of the destroyed. movie yeah and then the final shot of the movie is our main characters walking out the tunnel like badasses mm-hmm. and then it comes up with the red <laughs> resident evil text again um mm-hmm. which like i get that that works as a cliffhanger it's like no no they think there's no survivors but there's four people who are going to come after you mm. umbrella there's four people who know the truth but yeah. i kind of really avoid someone to say we have to take down umbrella guitar because the end of resident evil 2 when you get to the end of scenario b is <laughs> that the true ending leon turns mm. around and says we have to take down umbrella down 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 you know credits roll like yeah. i, I kind of wanted that moment it's, and given how much fan service was in this given how many little references they, they threw in i thought they might do it and they didn't so yeah but hey uh i mean i appreciate that it at least treats like the the four main characters like they are the four important characters like you know sure. they're not all yeah. obviously characterized the same but Oh, you mean you think it's better uh, when they use these main characters from the game instead of just making up a completely new character that has to anchor the entire franchise? Well, that, that was the, that was the thing. Not only did we not get characters from the game in the first movie, uh, Alice and it's basically it was it was it, to use a wrestling term, right? Mm-hmm. Is that all the characters from the games when they showed up in two, three, so on, so on? Mm-hmm. They were basically just there to put over Alice because they had to be saved by Alice. Mm-hmm. So they were all just there to show how great Alice is. Oh, Alice is the hero. Mm-hmm. Alice is the badass. 
Uh, and I actually saw someone on the internet accusing Claire of just being the new Alice, and I'm like, well, no. <laughs> like, first of all, I disagree just because I don't think she actually comes in and saves the day for everyone in this at all. <laughs> like, she gets the most focus, but she doesn't, like, sh- like, everyone gets their share of, like, moments. Like, I don't think she's, like, yeah. there to be the deus ex machina for other people. Uh, mm. And secondly, she's actually from the goddamn game, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> like, so that's pretty important, okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And she's always been better than Leon, so suck it. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. People are just butt heart because Leon's like the fourth one. Yeah. He's the least important. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, there is a mid credit scene uh, where Wesker wakes up in a body bag. He's been brought back to life, which, to be fair, in the games, he also technically died and came back. So, it's true. fair enough. Uh, and flipping the games, it's actually Ada who hired. Wesker, mm. so Ada shows up and says, "I made a long like that." that I, I think that's what the, the problem was. With everyone saying their names is it wasn't just that they said their names a lot; they said their full names a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't just I made a, I made a long. <laughs> like, it's okay, and like, sure, especially like so many, some the majority of people I've seen this are probably like you know big fans of the game, so they sh- they know who these characters yeah. are. But like, feels like they just really want that like just to hammer it home like all right this is you know in case you want to go home and wikipedia who this is like you know uh but uh, yeah we get the origin of uh wesker's infamous sunglasses <laughs> yes yes his eyes like everything's too bright and he can't see so he needs to wear sunglasses <laughs> uh so he gets sunglasses but he's still very personality wise different um <laughs> but if we, that's the thing though if we're going to do code veronica we have to have chris versus wesker yeah like wesker has to be there perfectly. for it you know yeah. so um I hope they don't go too much into oh like you know you're in love with Jill and Jill was had the hots for yeah, me yeah, like they better yeah, not yeah, go yeah. into that if they, if, if they get we to make the it. sequel because I mean it's not doing that well so they may not get to make it anymore honestly yeah but I wonder all right it, it's not doing well but also this movie I think was like pretty cheap to make like that's also true I, I wonder if it'll like you know once it's like streaming on DVD and stuff I wonder if it'll make enough that they're like all right um. You can, you can do another cheap one or something. Do you, do you know what the sad part uh, is? Is this has a lower Rotten Tomatoes score than the original Resident Evil movie. And, <laughs> like, I, I like I have to be honest, I think I kind of get it. Like, I think objectively, as a movie, for someone who knows nothing about the games, that is probably a tighter movie. Like, it's not a good movie, I don't think, but... It, I guess, yeah. Yeah, but, like, if you care about the games at all, like, this is just, like, this is less insulting. Yeah. It's, it's not a good. Oh, it's, not, yeah. it's definitely not a good movie. It's far too rushed. They, they, like it, they mm. squished two games together, two stories together, but it's not as insulting. Like at, at least, yeah. <laughs> like I, I watched this and I go, you know what? This is a pretty poor script, but it's a script. Mm. It's a it's a bad script by someone who cares about the game. Yeah, and I'd rather I, that than whatever Paul W S Anderson gave us. <laughs> yeah, like I, I know I, I appreciate like stuff like this where. It doesn't work, but it's at least interesting in, in like, the ways it, it, it doesn't work <clears throat> versus, like, yeah, the, the first Resident Evil movie where there's just, like, no DNA of the game whatsoever where it, it doesn't feel like, you know, anyone had even played the game or, you know, knew anything about it. Like, at, at least here, you know, it, it's like a, you know, it's an adaptation, so it's different and it, it, it's kind of interesting to see you know the way they try to adapt it yeah it 
It's so weird that we're at a point now where we've rebooted. We've, we've had a, a six-movie franchise of Resident Evil, and then it's, <laughs> now it's rebooted, and we've got a second version of it. And yeah. this this may get a sequel if it if it scrapes enough because it was so cheap to make. I mean, I would hope maybe the argument is going to be, ah, well, it came out right just as movie theaters are just kind of coming back, <laughs> and not everyone's going. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I could see it getting like a Netflix sequel. Like I, I could see it being, oh, we'll do a yeah. second one, but it's straight to Netflix. Like I could totally see that happening. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, I would be interested in it, <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> I'd watch it. Like, that's mm. the thing. I, I had a de- pretty decent time because the fan mm-hmm. service was directly for me. But yeah. that does not make a good movie. But it, for sure. For it, sure. it, it did. Mm-hmm. Like, I was smelling a lot. Like, I was sort of like, like oh, the keys or, oh, yeah. they, mentioned, <laughs> they mentioned the character. Or, like, when Claire's like, oh, I've got a video. There's this guy, mm-hmm. you know, Ben you know whatever his name is i'm like oh ben the reporter i know who ben is like yeah <laughs> there was a lot of that in this and like maybe it's just because the, the last six movies were so like mm. spit in the face of anyone who gives a mm. shit about the games like the fact that this was trying to like at least have the the fabric of the games was just mm. like nice to see I mean, not a good movie it, but if you're yeah. a fan of the games i think you'll at least get some chuckles out of like all the the fan service yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> and then I, it's I, I mean it's I, I mean it truly is because there is such a weird mix of different things going on in the movie. Like again, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't work. Then, but there is some genuine stuff that does work, and there's some cool horror elements, and then there's some just like really weird kind of like missing the mark stuff. So, I. I yeah, definitely not a good movie, but it was like an interesting experience watching this and then really going back and forth between like, ooh, I'm enjoying this because it's a reference to the game and ooh, I'm enjoying this because it's so bad and ooh, I'm enjoying this because it's like, um, you know, like a weird, uh, like different take on the characters and ooh, I'm enjoying this because it's like a generally cool scene now. Like there's a lot of different reasons to enjoy the movie, but... I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> so you know what I mean? I don't know how you would do this as a movie. Maybe it just wouldn't work. But what would have been cool if they wanted to keep this idea that both things happen the same night? What if we got? Mm. What if it was still two movies, but there was some overlap, and it was like kind of like at the A and B scenario from two, where the first movie is Resident <laughs> Evil One, the second movie is the Resident Evil Two stuff, but they still take place in the same night like this, where they kind of like mm. you know come together at the end. So you'd probably have sure. to do the same thing where what the game does, where there's like a final boss fight for the first movie. But the true ending, just so that there's something new at the end of the second movie, is at the end of the second movie. And you sort of do it that way. I mean, it's very experimental, and I feel like that would maybe have to be like more of like a streaming service thing, just so you could be like, yeah, hey, we, yeah. you get the first one now, you get the second one in six months or a year, or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it'd be hard to like ask people to go back and like get the second one, you know, go and pay to see the second one after the first one, but... um. You know, maybe you just see, like, the hints of Claire and Leon early on in the movie and then at the end, and then it's like, no, you went in their story, and then the true ending, you get that in the second one. But yeah. I feel like we, that, that's appealing to us, I think, because we love how Resident Evil 2 works, the yes. game. I feel like <laughs> yeah. maybe general movie going on, just would see that as some sort of weird, like, like con. <laughs> yeah, true. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, I mean, hey, if, if that means maybe we could get, like, one movie with a tyrant, I would... uh I'd be pretty happy. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I know. Bir- Birkin's cool, but man, I love the tyrant. <laughs> yeah, I want a classic. And, you know, Resident Evil Code Veronica does have a tyrant. Although, 
if they are going to mm. somehow shoehorn Nemesis into it so that we can have Nemesis in this series, then I feel yeah. like you're not going to do the Tyrant as well. I feel like it'll yeah. be just Nemesis, but I don't know. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess it's fairly time to rate this bad boy. And, you know, it's, we knew this was going to be a longer one. Um, it's not as long as Halloween Kills, but I'm happy to tell you, Tim, <laughs> this is the second longest episode we've ever done. <laughs> I think, it, I mean, that that fits. Yeah. And the, that's very funny uh is especially having like them be like two more recent <laughs> episodes but like each one i think is like oh yeah that makes sense that we would go that long in halloween kills and yeah, yeah. It, it would make sense we go along on this one i mean um, it's it noble because i have been porting over the old episodes to the movie channel because mm-hmm. uh, obviously we, we switched to a different channel and a lot of the old episodes are like 30 or 40 minutes and our average has went up like i feel like <sighs> now we comfortably hit like close to an hour on most movies and mm. i think it's probably for the better, and people seem to like it. Like, uh, we've had a couple mm. of comments saying they're happy that <laughs> the, the episodes are... Maybe they like it. <laughs> I got stuff to do. <laughs> a bit meatier. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there there are these special cases where, like, this and Halloween kills are... I do, yeah. Where, you know, it's going to be long, so... Yeah. Right, look at the bright side, Tim. The average length of an Ace episode is 90 minutes, so... Streams Ooh, is actually shorter okay. on average, so... Okay. If that's a comfort to you, I don't know if it is. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, okay. <laughs> that just means I'm never going to ask to guest <laughs> Sorry. You wouldn't know how to talk about science fiction anyway, Tim. So your wheelhouse. Hey, how dare you? <laughs> I just, this, these like last two weeks, I've watched like all the Matrix movies. I've uh, been mainlining Twilight Zone like nothing. Okay. Hey, talk, talk about long reviews. I think all three of our Matrix reviews on Ace were all two hours each because so much to talk about yeah <laughs> like dissecting those sequels like, <laughs> like especially the sequels yeah yeah there's a lot to the, dig into yeah. first movie I, I think is like it, what's so strange about the first movie is that it's i think it's fairly straightforward but for some reason when it came out everyone was like what is it like we don't get it <laughs> <laughs> like you watch it now it's like Oh yeah, why was anyone confused? It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> to be fair, that was part of the marketing though. Is they, they, I mean, the tagline was "What is the Matrix?" It, yeah. The website was "What is the Matrix?" Like they were playing up, like "What is the thing? What is this thing?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so maybe that you know added to it, I guess. But hey, all right, Timmy. I wonder if we would have gotten that Resident Evil movie without the Matrix, because it definitely feels like oh yeah, a little Matrixy just in terms of like how the action was. And there stuff. was there was definitely. It was definitely a very generic movie of its time. You could feel the, <laughs> the influence of Matrix and maybe a couple other things in it, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, time to rate, I think. So, Timmy, what are you rating this weird concoction that is Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it. it is kind of a weird one uh, to rate, again, just because, you know, uh, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but it is such a mixed bag. And, um, you know, there was genuine stuff that i liked and you know there are bits of moments where i'm like oh like this is good filmmaking like i i like uh this shot uh yeah i I like these uh characters um there's some cool horror stuff uh but then (laughs) there's also plenty of stuff that's uh you know not that cool and uh you know there's some obvious stuff like you know like some like bad cgi uh that you can point to but really the thing that hurts this movie is just trying to cram so much which is kind of odd because um i think in terms of like the structure of the film it you know hurts it in a lot of ways uh you don't get 
as much characterization as you want uh you know it's uh kind of has like a a weird you know frantic pace to do, it do where... the sad part is, is we're getting this weird tv show and mm-hmm. i actually think this all like one and two happening simultaneously like this could actually work as like a 10 episode show like see if this was actually oh, sure, yeah. see if this yeah. was more like 24 where it was like not not exactly real time but like you know it's the, it's the one night and you just split into like mm-hmm. eight or ten parts like you'd have yeah. time to do like all of one and two in this Definitely. fashion because I, I actually don't hate hate it like i think the the mood of oh, like, yeah, all yeah, this yeah. happening together like on one big night is actually kind of cool but, it's not bad. Yeah. It's just having to fit it in an yes. hour and forty minutes. That's the problem. Is that there's so much stuff from one and two <laughs> yeah. that, and there's so much stuff that you could even ignoring what's not in the movie from the games. There's just mm-hmm. stuff that's in the movie that should be more fleshed out. Yeah, and slower no, totally. paced. So yeah, yeah. So so the weird thing is, is that it you know as a as a film, I, I think that really hurts it. But as fans of the game, it's like, I, I don't mind it as much because I'm just constantly being bar- bombarded by like references and characters and instances that I recognize. And that is cool. And yeah, it's probably hypocritical because, um, you know, there's many of other examples. Uh, if they did this with other movies where I'd probably just be really flippant and annoyed by it. But, uh, you know, again, in this, it, it led to more joy uh, than frustration. So uh, with all that being said, uh, I, I think I'm going to give it a, a six. Uh, I think it, it was probably it was more entertaining than I thought. Um, I can't call it a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but as a fan of the game, um, I can't deny that, you know, I pretty much had a big smile on my face, like throughout all the movie, like. Sometimes it, you know, it was for different reasons <laughs> that I was smiling, but overall, uh, I had a good time. I, I can't deny that. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, because I think like I, I really struggle to like comprehend why I'm like kind of just having fun <laughs> with the fan service and this when I hate it and like most other things and like say it's a correction. And maybe it's a combination of the fact that one, I just care enough about Resident Evil that the fan service is more appealing to me, um, sure. yeah. in this way. Uh, Two, maybe it's because, yeah, like the previous movies were so disrespectful that this having yeah. some fan service is just kind of nice. Yeah. And I think part of it, though, may just be that I don't expect, like, a great thing from Resident Evil movie. Like, well, especially from the trailers. Yeah, like, but the, the, so the games are, are excellent games, but they're. Mm. They're not excellent games because of the storytelling necessarily. I mean, I think it's good ways that mm-hmm. the, the experience of going through the story is really great, but they're not necessarily, like, cinematic you know wonderful it's not like the last of us where last of us has emotional moments and the characters are so well-rounded and have arcs and it's not like and that you know it's just more b-movie stuff well, and and that's okay you... and i think that this movie like I, I don't because i'm not expected as much from it the fact that i was i was going to you know best case scenario it's going to be fun schlock so the mm. schlocky movie being nothing but fan service is easier to swallow and is not as infuriating yeah. as if mm-hmm. i went in to see like, you know, if I, if I go see the Batman, right? Matt Reeves, the Batman. And it's just a, mm-hmm. lo- a lot of references to stuff from the comics without a good story. Like, that will just mm-hmm. annoy me. And I'll be like, no, this is, a, this is not a good movie. Like, even though I love yeah. Batman and I, I get a lot of the references, I'd still be pissed at it. But mm-hmm. with this, I'm like, it was only ever aiming really for, what, a seven mm-hmm. at best? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> really? Like, anything more um, than that would have been a miracle. Yeah. Well, it's funny, like when you're talking about like how like, yeah, the, you know, especially the original games aren't really remembered as being these cinematic masterpieces. And you think about the stuff that people always reference, like it's not like people go, 
Oh man, when he says you are almost a Jill sandwich, like <laughs> um, that that line really just hits me in the heart, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah, imagine imagine if they somehow tried to turn like because i mean i you know i give ghostbusters afterlife a lot of grief and there's some really emotional mm. stuff it gets to like and i'm just trying to think of like the movie version of resident evil that one day is going to try and make people cry when they bring up a jill sandwich like it's going to be like this emotional <laughs> thing <where> like <laughs> crying over the jill sandwich because yeah. jill died tragically <laughs> or something yeah. i don't know like oh like, with jill Wesker's... sandwich <laughs> like Wesker's dying breath he, he like pulls a sandwich out of his like jacket or something yeah. it's like here Jill <laughs> uh, or a lockpick yeah it's like it's, yeah. it's a lockpick Jill you're the master of unlocking take it with you <laughs> but all, all that said like I, yeah I did have like an undeniably fun time as a fan of the games but it's not a good movie so I think that I have to be very objective and strict with myself and just give it a five which to some might even be generous and maybe it is still a little bit generous but <laughs> probably um like I, I can't deny that i was smelling a lot and like yeah. kind of enjoying the, the the fluffiness of it so uh i i will be very curious to see how it holds up on a repeat viewing mm. because i don't imagine the special like oh here's this thing here's that thing is going to like carry it as much yeah so we'll see uh and somehow i made it all this time without making a damien dark joke because the actor who plays uh Birkin is a uh, was Damien Dark on Arrow, so I just you know he he's a an <laughs> Amel is that is that what they're called? Stephen Amel plays Oliver Queen on Arrow, if that's what you mean. Well, isn't like the actor his brother or something? Oh, oh, oh sorry, yeah, okay. So so Chris on this is a uh, is a uh, Robbie Amel, yes, who. Okay. I used to think they were brothers, and then I think someone corrected me and said they were actually cousins, and I'm not even sure which one's true, but... Oh. <laughs> they, they look... I mean, they're similar enough, to be honest. I believe they're related yeah. some way. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but, yes. Yeah. All right, there you go. <laughs> Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, we hit two hours on it, so you got your goddamn money's worth. There's two Christmas episodes okay. coming before the end of the year, so look forward to those uh that is your christmas treats coming the, the only thing is like mm -hmm. <laughs> are enough people gonna <laughs> i mean like uh, like enough of uh our fans our community have seen this movie that they'll want to listen <laughs> to the review actually i'll do it anyway because they don't care about it Ugh, freaks <laughs> <laughs> so uh tim's going to post for the thumbnails so let's yeah. uh do that uh here we go. <clears throat> oh, I raised the evil pose here. Make sure the top of your head's not cut off, so just lean back a little yeah. bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Three, mm. two, one. Pause. <laughs> okay. I'm you... trying to do the zombie. <laughs> ah, okay. All right, all right. I feel like you'd have to turn around and sort of look over your shoulder yeah, to, to yeah. really achieve that, but... Maybe I'll do that if I if I feel like it. I probably won't. <laughs> Photoshop some uh, blood on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers. Although, of course, you can support us by liking, subscribing, ding the bell for notifications, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTubers tell you to do it because it does help a lot. Uh, but mm -hmm. you can support us over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as one dollar per month and get some bonuses for your trouble sometimes you get like little bonus segments that were edited out sometimes and 
you know, uh, when, we, when we're back to the full schedule, we'll have bonus episodes monthly again, but uh, that'll be coming sometime early next year. So, look forward to you that. Know, hmm? Thank God that this, like, uh, was a period piece because, you know, if, if they did, like, a modern one they would have to have like one of the characters be like a youtuber or like <laughs> like live ben. streaming ben would be a youtuber <laughs> that would make sense yes yeah. he'd be doing tech talks about the conspiracy you're right uh but like, thank ah, you. i'm getting eaten fam <laughs> hit that subscribe button <laughs> thank you to our patreon producers of tyler hess cindy palacios david sharp board now christopher moy and david brown so thank you to you guys uh and merry christmas to all because it is the month of december so a couple of christmas episodes coming your way soon Catch us on the Twitters at Screams Midnight uh, for updates and wacky comments from Tim and whatever else happens. <laughs> uh, but look forward to the Christmas episodes. But otherwise, hopefully you enjoyed our in-depth discussion of Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. We'll see you next time. Keep watching scary movies. And I hope this is not Chrissy's blood. <laughs> <laughs>